latest and final review from Friends and Film, which this week will be for the final entry in the Skywalker saga, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood. Unfortunately, not joined by Josh Trailer. He could not make it here today for our final episode, but instead, we have Amanda Morris here to fill in anyways. Hi, I'm back. You are. You're back <laughs> for more Star Wars content, as always. Always more Star Wars content. And uh, yeah, we're going to go out talking full spoilers on Star Wars Rise of Skywalker because it's been out for a week. It has if been If you week. have not seen it, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, like, well, I'm not sure why you're listening to us. If you haven't seen it that, yet, probably that, leave. That especially. Like, if you have found our obscure podcast for the final <laughs> episode, and like, hmm, I want to know what they think about any movie. Oh, it just happens to be Star Wars. I haven't seen it yet. Thanks, I guess, yeah, I think for finding fine. us. Um, but you're a little late to the yeah, <laughs> a little late to the boat because uh, yeah, this is the last probably episode. Probably come back in two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, it could be two and a half. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to go, but I have a strong feeling it's going to go longer than our hour and a half. Uh, trailer breakdown yeah the the two and a half minutes of the trailer took us an hour and a half yeah. so hopefully uh, no the, apologies yeah hopefully the uh the exchange rate in that of like okay two and a half minutes <laughs> takes an hour and a half for a two hour and 20 minute movie <laughs> i don't even want to do the math for that because yeah, that no. is that is way too long we'll be here way too long yeah um we would have to take breaks to eat and everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh instead we're just going to get into star wars nine i think we want to we're going to touch on big topics mm-hmm. uh first and foremost but I do think we should probably give general impressions on this movie just so people yeah, know where there. we're coming for. So do you want to kick us off, Amanda? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, unsurprising to anyone, I loved this movie. Um, I was really excited going into it simply because I just really love Star Wars. I felt this way going into episode seven. It was going to be a new Star Wars movie and I got to be there for it. And that in and of itself was going to make me happy. So that first off. But beyond that, it felt like a really neat um, ending both it was fun to watch and it felt pretty clean in terms of tying up loose ends and giving fun nods to stuff from previous films I liked a lot of the big plot movements I mean I had a couple little quibbles which I'm sure we'll get into later but overall I had a really good time 10 out of 10 would recommend had a great day 10 out of 10 (laughs) would recommend oh my goodness uh I am not as positive as Amanda is Uh, that's unsurprising (laughs) I've seen it three times the first time I was like okay this is interesting (laughs) and I was not sure how to feel um I knew I was positive on it but then as kind of the days passed like I don't Am I positive on this? Because there are some <laughs> things that I am not sure uh, if I agree with. And there were just overall movie construction um, elements where I was like, okay, I don't, this feels like so much exposition from the start. It moves so quickly. It's very and fast. there's, because of all the plot it's handling, sometimes I'm like, I'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. by all the information being given out to me. Thankfully, a lot of those problems kind of went away on repeat viewings. I was like, okay, now that I know what's happening, like, it's a much easier ride and mm-hmm. I can enjoy it. I can enjoy the trio being together, which was a blast. So fun. Um, the incredible action that JJ crafts. I think mm-hmm. he did a great job with uh, the lightsaber battles. Oh, and there's a lot great. of amazing ones. Some of the best of this new trilogy, some of the best Definitely. of the star Wars uh, Skywalker saga as a whole. Um, but then there are still like larger things where I'm still trying to come to grips with. I'm like, hmm, do I, do I, do I like that? I'm not totally <laughs> sure. Um, and just some overall larger, I think like Lucasfilm execution points where I'm like, th- like there are clear signs where you could have handled this entire trilogy better. If like, sure. if this was your, like we're, we're going to end here with Palpatine. You could have, I think laid the seeds for that a lot better than mm. 
not laying any. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But those are my general thoughts. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10, um, I think, right now. Reasonable. But it's still very enjoyable, very fun. um, Mm -hmm. But I still think there are larger, big picture things. I'm just like, ah, not totally (laughs) sure if I buy that. Um, One of the biggest ones, as we just kind of talk into the, the big topics of this movie, is Ray Palpatine. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, I was not kidding about the spoiler thing, <laughs> folks. If you are still listening and have not watched this movie, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just spoiled a big thing for you. Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah. Big reveal. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this in the show before. I really wanted Ray to be no one. I right. loved that about The Last Jedi. It was one of the highlights of that movie for me. So we went into this movie. I was hoping she was still going to be no one. Mm-hmm. I knew that JJ was saying otherwise, but I was just covering my ears and crossing my fingers that it was not going to be true. (laughs) But if she needed to be someone, I think I'm glad this is the way they went. Mm -hmm. It still felt fairly surprising. Um, And it gives her sort of a sense of this intense power that doesn't come from the Skywalkers, which I kind of liked because the Skywalkers have been, I don't know, this overwhelming source of power in the Mm -hmm. universe and they keep screwing things up. (laughs) I love them, but (laughs) problematic right mm-hmm. so it was interesting to have her come from a different place um i still have, I have some questions about her parents that i would like some answers to right but May- there was already so much going on in this movie that i didn't really expect to get much more explanation than what we got mm-hmm. um but i think as a whole i still feel a little unsure but mm-hmm. overall i think i like it i think i'm a fan i like i was not uh that big a fan of the reveal and the execution of the reveal yeah. because like Jay did, did like his typical thing. Like he did in like TFA where it's like, you know, Ma saying, who's the girl and then cut away. It's like uh-huh. the very beginning of the movie, Palpatine's just like, she's not who you think she is. And Kyle's like, who is she? And then he just like smiles and cut on the cloud. JJ, yeah. come on, man. Don't, don't tease me like this for the whole movie. <laughs> Thankfully he at least, you know, let the cow out of the bag in the second act, not yes. the third act. Where it's like, okay, that, Thank yeah, goodness. we got through a good chunk of the movie knowing who she was. Right. So that, I liked that part mm-hmm. of it. Um, there are, like you mentioned, kind of these large logistical questions of, A, when did Palpatine have a kid? Yeah, that's I a, have questions. Mm-hmm. Also, who had his kid? Yeah. What's I'm wrong with that person? I'm, I'm worried about consent I mean, issues. Maybe, you know, Palpatine's son was also imma- immaculately concepted. Like, Anakin, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I, the, 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 they're, they're, that's a different question. They're, 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 <laughs> I don't know about that part necessarily. I mean, maybe. I don't know. We don't really know what he's doing when he's off, you know, after he gets the empire you know he could yeah. we don't know he's he's off on his own we don't see him in a new yep. hope and empire we don't he could have been prego we don't know <laughs> we have no idea um we do see some cloning technology maybe this is where that's your true thing that's true in. and that's where i th- like i think it's i mean it's clear right from the get-go that ray is tied to somebody in some way and so mm. when you see the cloning tanks at the beginning i'm like oh my you had been talking I was like, clones oh, for a while it's happening and then when she you know lets the lightning out of her fingers like, oh my gosh mm-hmm. like she's definitely tied to palpatine mm-hmm. as a clone and i was like okay this is like great and i think initially the part of this that i was ultimately confused by um because i did like the idea that you know the last did i uh set up was that ray was nobody and i was like, right. okay if JJ's going to tie her parents in more somehow, mm-hmm. I thought the clone would be a good way to be like, here's the purpose you were made for by these evil people. Sure. You break away from it and basically like, I'm my own person. I'm not made to, you know, mm-hmm. be part of Palpatine's plans, whatever. And then at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. 
she does you know go against Palpatine. She yeah. stays away from Dark Side. It's like great, good for you, Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even love her little that kind of subtle jab at Palpatine, where she's mm-hmm. he's like, you're, "You're weak, like your parents." And she's like, "My parents weren't weak. They're strong. Yeah, they protect me from lovely. you." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that was lovely." I dig that. Um, but then when she at the very end of the movie, she's just like, when that random person on Tatooine, mm-hmm. just like, "What's your last name?" Basically, yeah. <laughs> she's like Skywalker. And I was like, "Huh." Yeah, it's interesting, and especially the way they um, play it, showing. Is it actually their force ghost? Is it Leia and Luke? Or is yes. it just like a projection? Okay. Showing them there gives off this weird energy of Luke and Leia being her like mom and dad, which right. they are. They're a surrogate parent mm-hmm. for sure. They both play that role for her. But something about it does feel a little uncomfy. Um, I don't know. I, I Once again, I think I liked it in terms of let's turn Skywalker into... I think we had discussed this before, some sort of um, title more than a family name. Yes. Or a, it's a, a school of Jedi or something like that. It, it still kind of gives off that energy, which I think is what in the end made me feel okay about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it does feel a little, a little odd. I don't know. It, it just, if, to me, it felt like in that moment, like JJ wanted to, like when he was making TFA, he was like, okay, Ray's going to be tied to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. but... She's going to be tied to somebody and somebody else will reveal it down the road. And then he's like, oh, that's not what they did. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out a way to do that real quick. But I also want her to end mm-hmm. as, you know, taking on the Skywalker name to, like, sure. keep that that lineage alive in a sense or keep just, like, the the optimism of the Skywalker name. Yeah. Um, and in that moment, my first time watching, I was like, this feels like J.J. trying to have his cake and eat it, too. Of Like, it I want her to be tied to the bad people to break free. But then also. Yeah. I wanted her to be a Skywalker. I'm like, we wanted you, both things. You can't have both of those. But then the more I've kind of thought about it, it's I feel like it makes sense, like thematically with Ray of like It does. You know, her whole thing is who am I? Where did I come from? Who are my parents? Yeah. That is like the defining trait of who I am. Mm-hmm. And now she gets to choose it. And yeah, she chose she learns like I think in TLJ, the worst thing, like, JJ's kind of said this and like pressed her and stuff, like the worst thing she could have heard then was that she's a nobody. Mm-hmm. But then once she's struggling with these new powers where she doesn't know and this anger, she's yes. just like the worst thing she could hear in that moment is that you're tied to the to the dark, the, the most evil person who's probably mm-hmm. ever existed in this universe. Mm-hmm. And that scares her down this path. And then at the end, she decides, no, that's not who I am. I'm not going to let my lineage define me. Yes. I'm going to choose my own path. I was like, okay, I like that mm-hmm. for Ray, but also in building off of TLJ of like, yes. this all makes sense. I agree. I think maybe what we're saying here is I like the plot of it. I like what it represents for her, mm-hmm. but I, something about her taking their name feels odd. Right. It, it feels, did we have to do it that way? I guess. Is right. What it, it feels just like it. Yeah. Like thematically it makes sense. I like it mm-hmm. execution wise in terms of how JJ and Chris Terry, the screenwriter, like executed it like from a plot standpoint. That's where I'm like, eh, yeah, could have, you know, gone down a little better. And I think that's one of the larger things about like, this movie as a whole is like right from the get go. Mm-hmm. There is this clear sense of like, J- I don't think JJ is retconning TLJ in this movie. I think there's a lot of no, but we play with the line of it. Yes. I think there, there, I mean, there are certain like, I mean, and this is one of them where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like, if Ryan did nine, no way, this is the no. thing, no. no way. Like, I don't. Palpatine's not in this movie. It is Ray versus Kylo, good versus bad. It's simplified. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But so it felt like in a sense that JJ was trying to fit like his version of eight mm-hmm. into like the first half of nine. And then mm-hmm. the last half of nine is like the rest, like what he would have done. Yeah. Which is, like, his could larger contribute plans. to why it feels so fast. There's so yes. the pacing is so quick. There's so much happening. Mm-hmm. There's so much plot in the whole movie. Right. Like I think a little exhausting. Like if, like if J- I, this is just a gut feeling that like, I think if JJ had done eight, what we see in the Rise of Skywalker is probably largely the same from like the beginning. Like mm-hmm. we probably get a little more of like how Palpatine came back mm-hmm. when he came back. Mm-hmm. Like we probably get some of those questions answered, but then the end of the movie is like Ben turning and then Ray going off to be Palpatine. It's like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like that cliffhanger that I thought we were going to get in TLJ anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that's what we would like end up, I think in JJ's eight and then nine would be all about, Ben trying to save Ray, Ray yeah. trying not to go to the docks, and we we'll probably get more time with her. With you know, if all things gone according to plan, Leia uh-huh. would still be around. I don't think Luke would be dead at this point. Like mm-hmm. she would get a lot more time to, I think, be with the Skywalkers, and then and that plot twist, quote unquote twist, would have felt a little more natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, and so I think that's just one of those like, like I think it still works as we've been saying, mm-hmm. but there's just. If this had all been planned out from the get-go, I think there's a better way this would have gone. Which Star Wars, I mean, I guess the prequels were a little bit more planned out. But our original trilogy, they didn't know where they were going. Right. And that's one of the things I've seen swirling around on the internet a lot this week has been, oh, they didn't plan this out. And then the screen cap of Leia kissing Luke of like, yeah, because we planned things out so well before. <laughs> right. Um, and I do kind of. I like that about Star Wars that it's not quite so clean mm-hmm. in the way that maybe say a Marvel movie is that we have these like grand scoped plans ahead of time that they do. And part of that is that they're a little bit listening to what fans say and how they react to it and what, what feels good to them, what stands out, what characters stand out, what themes stand out. Um, now I do think that means that's why we feel a little bit of the retcon vibes yeah. at the beginning of this movie is because I think JJ gave in a little bit too much to that smaller contingent of people who really, really hated the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've said it on here before. This is a TLJ fan pan- Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. So, um, and yeah, I think that's why we get retcon feelings is I do think JJ gave in a little to, to that fan pressure. Yeah. And I, I think that like, I've seen that same kind of stuff. Like, well, you know, Star Wars is never planned out to the get go. And I think Kathleen yeah. Kennedy even said something similar to that. Like, uh, like the red card premiere for this movie or something. Like, like Star Wars never is planned out. And I think it's bad to pre-plan it because then you can't let you know yeah. somebody like Ryan come in mm-hmm. and just break, break like, the expectations, break everything. Like, yeah. and I love that. Yes. But then, and this also goes back to you know Lucasfilm's trouble with Nine as a whole. Like they. Had yeah. Colin Trevorrow, they fired him because his script wasn't working. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, JJ, you have to come aboard and finish this somehow. Even though he had no plans yeah. to do that, he may have had a larger plan of like, well, you know, if I would have done the whole trilogy, this I would have done this, this, and this. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell anybody about that because I'm going to let them do their own thing. And then, mm-hmm. oh, well, now I'm back. I want to finish the movie that I, the trilogy I thought I was starting. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do all this real quick. Um, and yeah, I think it's just even though maybe Lucas didn't have everything plotted out for the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. I think he still probably knew, okay, the ultimate climax of this movie, whether Vader is Luke's father or not, whether Uh Leia is Luke's sister or not, is still going to be, you know, Luke versus Vader Vader. and Emperor is going to be there because Mm -hmm. we've mentioned, we mentioned his name at the very beginning. Of four. Yeah. Yeah, Like his 
presence is still there, even though he's not featured heavily. So I think I, I get that, you know, these movies are never ultimately that far planned out, mm-hmm. but I think when you announce this is a trilogy, yeah. like maybe have some idea of, okay, JJ's going to do this. And then even if it's not, you know, the directors are all on board, like Kathleen Kennedy, the Lucas from store group, somebody sure. just knows, okay, JJ is doing this so that we can do this sure. down the road. And yeah. while you can have like, you know, Marvel movies, like I don't think, like Kevin Feige, I think, is known for a while. He wanted to get to Endgame. He wanted mm-hmm. to get to Thanos versus basically the original Avengers plus some. Yeah. And that he wanted all the people to get snapped away and come back and there's this big finale. But I don't think he knew, he didn't know all the ins and outs of how they were going to mm-hmm. get there. That plan changed. He had a sure. he had this larger plan, but the the details of it shifted constantly. And I don't necessarily want Star Wars to become the MCU. No, um, I don't want that. But I think there are, you know, if you're announcing here's this trilogy, mm-hmm. it's like maybe at least know in broad strokes what the whole trilogy is going to be about. Sure. I can hear that. I think I think we would have been better off if they had kept, been able to keep a third director. I a do different think, one? Yeah. If there yeah. had been. Not that I think J.J. did fine as a whole. I don't hate J.J. as a director. But to a let it be different Mm -hmm. that jj gets to start something ryan says something else and then we end in a different place with whoever that would have been whether they picked somebody else after they lost their first director or what um i think that was a good plan and i wish they had been able to see that through Mm -hmm. and hand the last movie off to someone else because i personally i feel like that's why some of this feels weird is because it's now tlj feels a little bit like odd man out thematically mm-hmm. in some senses i haven't quite unpacked that yet but um it it feels different than the force awakens and the rise of skywalker because the directors are different right. so we have two against one sort of um and if we'd had a third i think it wouldn't feel quite so strange mm-hmm. um and I, I do think that's one of the cool things about the sky or the star wars universe is we don't have to have quite so many rules we don't have to have make things fit really neatly because Mm -hmm. the universe is so so big there's so much going on there's so many characters and cultures and worlds that we can do weird things and have things pop in and out that don't get totally explained yeah because that opens up a door for someone else to explain it in another movie or another show or comic book yeah video game whatever that's if we're i don't want to keep comparing uh marvel and star wars but marvel has so much content on screen right now that um, if we compare Star Wars to Marvel in terms of on-screen content, there's not nearly as much. No. And we can kind of look at it as, well, this is sort of a beginning point. They were ending the Skywalkers, but there's still so much to come. Mm-hmm. And there's so much happening. Um, I think we're going to get lots more movies and lots more television that they can open more cool stories. And this is going to feel um, – like a small discussion in comparison eventually. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, in that comparison, you could almost look at it. This is like, you know, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they knew they wanted to continue on the Skywalker saga yeah. in some form. So like if this is like, if nine is their Avengers in a sense, like this yeah. is the end of phase one, we're yeah. closing out what Lucas started. So that way we can phase two and beyond. We can have Mandalorian. We can focus on, you know, Cast Nandor and his show, which is a character Can't that wait. they introduced, yep, even though it was him. heavily tied to the original trilogy. They can do the same. I mean, Kenobi's a bit different. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, you know, 
we didn't give uh, you know War Machine his movie then, so we got to <laughs> give it to him right now. Um, so I mean, they're I think that's probably the best way to look at. It. And then yeah, I agree. In, from the movie standpoint, you know, there's a movie coming out in 2022 as of right now in December 2024, 2026. I don't know if those are all the same trilogy. If there's going to be yeah. three different standalone movies or it's going to be two different series, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. But those will be the movies that I think help give us a sense of what Lucasfilm now and Disney are trying to do a Star Wars movie yeah. forward. And, you know, whether or not Kathleen Kennedy is still around there, I don't know. I hope she is. I think I she's so. done I think she's done a good job and um I think a lot of I mean, yes, maybe she's made some questionable decisions every now and then, like mm-hmm. maybe don't fire Lord and Miller. I don't know. <laughs> I would like to see their solo. Um in a larger sense though, you know, these movies have all still been financially successful except for mm-hmm. solo. The yeah. launch of Mandalorian has been a huge oh, hit. So um, the series finale, there's not the series. The season finale is tomorrow. Um, I can't wait to see that. So, right. I mean, there's there's a lot of big picture stuff with Lucasfilm um, that, is, that is positive. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think at that point when they figure out, okay, what's Feige going to do? What's Ryan Johnson going to do? Mm-hmm. What's this new movie going to be? What are all these other projects we're working on? John Favreau should write more things. He definitely should. <laughs> uh, Deborah Chow's going to direct more things. She's directing all of Obi Wan. That's great. Um, you know, there's I think there's a lot of positivity uh, to yes. go around and reasons to be uh, optimistic. Excited. Yeah, excited about the future of Star Wars. And I don't really know how we got off on that tangent. I I've totally forgot. We were talking about Ray Palpatine <laughs> oh, at some point. Um, Ray Skywalker, and that turned into big picture oh, Star I Wars can questions. Oh, I can maybe get us back on Ray Palpatine. Okay. When I first they first reintroduce her parents that we are going to keep talking about them. Yes. They see we see like the ship fly off again or whatever, and I think they're discussing. Is it Ochi the name of the? Um, I, uh, yeah, I think so. Bounty hunter Jedi killer. Uh-huh. Um, I was I thought her parents were going to be refugee Jedi. That was my first. Oh. Well, not first instinct, but one of my first thoughts after I thought, oh no, Cooper was right and it's alone. <laughs> I was scared and upset, but then I thought they might have been Jedi, and that was an interesting, interesting moment that I don't think would have been nearly as cool as her ending up being a Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think like if she was a refuge, if they were refugees, I'm just trying to think like, what would they have been like hiding from or something, you know? Yeah. Are they just hiding from? Right. Or do they the just Empire? give up? Do they walk away? They pull like an yeah, Ahsoka and just like, eh, we're done. Yeah. Also who would have trained them? I don't know. There's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of too many extra questions. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that's, it was weird to like, and I didn't notice it the first time. But like Jodie Comer plays Ray's mother, and oh. she's like, start like killing Eve and stuff. I'm like, huh, what a strange like two second cameo for Jodie Comer. She did yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but in like, that one scene you would that think that in. like if you're Lucasfilm and Disney, she's like, oh, Jodie Comer wants to be in Star Wars. Like, well, I mean, they have been on that track a little bit. Yeah. This season, I mean, if we look at Mandalorian, I don't want to talk about Mandalorian yeah. too much, but. That is kind of what they've been doing there. Mandalorian's been so strange, um, but good. Yeah, it's so fun. And even with, I remember, I'm not going to remember the actor's name, and I wish I did, um, who plays Snap Wexley. Oh, yeah, Greg Grunberg. Yeah, I remember in the first movie, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, what a cameo. And everyone's like, no, he's just in this movie. Yeah. And they've done stuff like that with, um, I'm going to forget his name, too. Pippin. <laughs> Pippin. Oh, uh, Dominic Monaghan. Thank you. Yeah. Um, who I think is awesome, and he was in this film, and that, again, feels almost like a cameo because he's sort of a bigger name right i can't remember his name i think in both those cases it's like i think the reason they're back is because of jj right because they're friends with him yeah you know 
Monahan's from Lost. I don't, mm-hmm. Greg Ruggs not. He was. I think he was with, on some other JJ project at some point. He was on Heroes. Yeah, but I don't, is that I don't, a JJ project? I don't think so. I don't know. That's what I remember. Him from. Yeah, that's what I. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he was great. Love that show. He was. He was. Um, I'm bad at actors' names. I promise <laughs> I know who these people are. I just no, it's, no, it's know fine. Their faces, not yeah. Their names. But yeah, I think that's a case where like if JJ was not directing this movie, like right. n- like Snap Greg, like it. Snap was not in eight. No, which was and sad. you know I think if. Uh, if somebody else, if Colin Trevorrow, if mm-hmm. the Russos, if whoever mm-hmm. was directing Nine, it would not have been those two people right. taking on larger roles than I anticipated. Both of them having. It was fun. I liked that. They were, yeah, they, they they were good. I there was a yeah, there was a sideline or another character we'll get to later on, mm-hmm. which I was like, hmm, could have maybe given her more yep, to do. I was upset about uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anything else you need to touch on with Ray Palpatine slash Skywalker? I don't think In terms so. of like her Nothing lineage comes, specifically. Comes yeah. specifically to mine. We can mind. circle back around to it if we get to it. Sure. Um, but I think point number two, which is the big one, maybe even bigger than Ray Palpatine, I don't know, is Ben Demption. I'm so excited. It happened. I'm so happy. <laughs> when it happened, I was like, oh, Amanda is going to be thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, there were there were several moments in my particular theater when I saw it Thursday night. Our theater was full of teenage boys, okay. which initially I was stressed about, but they were fine. Um, and there were several moments that I was like, I am the only person in the theater that's happy about this right now. <laughs> I was like bouncing up and down and everyone around me is like, Ugh, okay. It was great though. Um, yeah, I was jazzed about Ben Demption. I wanted it really badly. Mm-hmm. And I loved that even though it felt really big for me. And I think a lot of us who have been discussing plot things like are most excited about that moment. It doesn't take up a ton of screen time, which I thought was awesome because this movie's not about Ben no. as much as I love him. This movie's about Ray. And we do kind of finally close this feeling of this trio that we didn't really get to see together through mm-hmm. the first part of these movies that now they are together. We have so much of them and Ben is there and he's on his own arc, but it's not taking up too much time. Um, and also, Adam Driver does such an excellent job. He's so good. He has so few lines in that last chunk of the film. I mean, and kind of the film as a whole, I was yeah, kind of surprised. Yeah, he doesn't speak much. But his mannerisms change so immensely mm-hmm. um, as soon as he has that conversation with Han. Once again, spoilers if you're still yes. listening. Why are you here? <laughs> um, made it this far. <laughs> once he has that moment with Han, his whole demeanor changes. We get this like scoundrel energy off of him mm-hmm. that I've been waiting for. That's so fun. Um, and that little gesture he does when he's fighting with the Knights of Ren, and they have that lightsaber transfer moment. Yes. That's oh, so that's so cool. cool. Oh, that's so good. And the expression on his face is pure Han. It's mm-hmm. just like when the Knights mm-hmm, of Ren like back happened. up. And he's like, yeah, this happened. I've and got he just one. Goes. It's incredible. Um, I also love a little moment with Ray a little bit earlier in the movie. I guess it's right before the Han moment um, when she heals him and she's leaving. And she said, yeah, I did want to take your, I wanted to take Ben's hand. Yeah. And she goes. And that I think even as much as his conversation with Han is what trips the switch. Yeah. Is. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. Am not. Am I really who that is? Mm-hmm. Like, is that, that was not a sentence that made sense. <laughs> um, is that really who I am? You know, what is, uh-huh. I think he actually turns around and looks at himself for the first time <laughs> in the course of all of these movies. He's not looking ahead to everyone else. He, he looks inward again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think so the, like, I, as you know, even though I thought at first, okay, Amanda's gonna be really happy about this. <laughs> my, all, my thought at the same time was also, this is really working for me. And Good. I was kind of surprised so i was like i felt like it was kind of coming and i was like i don't know 
Um, but yeah, that scene with Han is just gold. It's like it's so everything. good. And I wish Josh was here because he was one of the first people <laughs> I remember hearing saying like, "Oh, like Harrison Ford is gonna be in this movie." I I'm was like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? How's Harrison he Ford hates Star Wars. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there. He wanted to die. <laughs> JJ gave him his wish. Yes. And why, so why would he come back? And then I was like, oh, he's back. Oh, what a surprise. Glorious. He was so good. Just saying, hey, kid, the turnaround. And then like just, you can tell because we just had that whole thing where, A, his mom just died. Uh-huh. And he felt that. And that's like this huge thing. Uh-huh. Um, then Ray heals him in this act of compassion. And something I didn't notice on my first view, which then has been pointed out to me. Uh-huh. And I've noticed since then, when she heals him and his stab wound, uh-huh. she also heals the scar on his <gasps> face. Oh, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, and it's so cool. I have a mixed feeling you, about that, but that's cool. I was like, okay, like I like that of like she healed him to the point of like she's going like he's he went back to basically like his whole look before he like went Kylo. Yeah, it's like I I really I thought that was a neat touch by JJ. Um, and I think you can also kind of like see it disappear if you look closely. Yeah, um, I'm have to catch that one. and but just the the chain of events from Leia passing uh, to then. Ray saying, I wanted to take Ben's hand. And then you said like that moment of like mm-hmm. reflection of like, yeah, well, who am I? But also mm-hmm. like, there's somebody else out there who actually like, cares about me. Yeah. Like, I think that's a big thing for yeah, him. Right. And then to then, to then see the memory of his father show up and be like, mm-hmm. re- redo the whole scene from T from TFA. Yep. So you many know, of the same lines. Yeah. So it's like, I, I know what I have to do. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. Hans like, you do mm-hmm. and he chucks and before he chucks the lightsaber you know he gets oh, the hand on his face oh, it's so good and then right at that moment when adam driver just breaks out and just like dad i was like oh my uh, god it's crushing it's but it's so, so it, he is so good in this movie and in this mm-hmm. role it's so tough to say between like oh is he the best part of this new trilogy or is ray the best part it, it's close. it is so close but i think just of every the the range that Adam Driver gets to go through in this trilogy, I think he like him and Kylo Ren come out just like at the top. Adam Driver deserves all the awards. I just he did so well in this movie, and I will give JJ this because I you know we have this whole conversation about we kind of wish there had been a different director mm-hmm. or there were other options. I don't think we would have gotten this moment if it I hadn't agree. been JJ yeah. because he he got to. I think that was a cool thing for him to do, and I I am thankful for that scene. I yeah. will I will concede that because right. that was beautiful next i think like originally this probably would have been like a leia scene yes and then if it was a different director than in the same circumstances as jj mm-hmm. they probably would have done like force ghost luke right. and just be like which would have been an interesting that's and that's what's interesting about ben's character is i think he could have had the same turn like the same plot thing could have mm-hmm. happened with any of the three of them yeah you know if it had been leia han or luke um i think it would not have been as touching had it been an either well, it definitely wouldn't have benefited but Luke. It would yeah. have been a very different He would not have had that emotional breakdown. <laughs> it wouldn't have been the emotional moment, I don't think. Um now I do think in a perfect world it would have been Leia, because you have heard me make this argument before. Part of my fight for Ben's redemption was Leia deserves better. Mm-hmm. Um she deserves for her son to come home. And we weren't gonna get that in this movie. Um or if we did it was gonna be really difficult. So I thought her sacrifice really that she she reaches out and that that is the end of her energy that is the end of her spirit um that's the thing that ends for her is the thing that then allows him to interact with his father i i thought that was a good way to get around it Mm -hmm. It, this was a hard situation for jj to be in and i think he handled that in particular really 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 well 
yeah, I was I was very impressed um, by the turn there, the lightsaber throw, everything about that yeah, scene. Just cool it was it was it was great. And then just like his drive to me, like I've got to go save her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's great. And then at the very like knowing, it's like okay, like he, when he gets thrown down that hole, <laughs> and Palpatine <laughs> very. Um, uh, what's what's the word? Uh, vengeful sure. uh, is less like, as I was thrown down a hole, so with the last of Skywalker. I was like, what are you okay. talking about, Palpatine? That's what a weird like weird reference to make. It's just like, yeah, like he's he's so petty in that moment. It's just like, why? Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, clearly you're not gonna kill Kyle like that. And if you did, like, no. whoa, JJ, yeah, <laughs> terrible move. Um, just like, okay, he's definitely gonna come back in some at some point, and he does to heal Ray, and I think that's. Um, that was a great moment between them. Um, it made sense for him to then be like, okay, she saved me mm-hmm. and now she did so hoping that this could happen. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to give my life to make sure that she can live on sure. and protect the galaxy. I liked all that. The kiss eh, may be unnecessary. Sure. I could have, I wouldn't have been upset if it wasn't there. Um, it was, that is the moment that I was like, I'm the only person in the theater who's happy about this. (laughs) Um, I will say that whole, this is a problem with the movie overall, the pacing. So that moment feels too fast. Yes. The whole sequence is, yeah, it's too quick. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's no room for any of those actions to breathe because all three of those things, I think him choosing to heal her and her coming back, that needs some room to breathe. If they're going to have this like, uh, romancy moment that needs a little space to breathe and ben's death needs a little space yeah. to breathe and none of them get that so that's the only thing that really bothers me about that moment it it all needs a little bit more room yeah i i, I agree especially on ben's death it was just I like agree. kiss dead i was like whoa yeah, that happens real quick like he just that, like keels over yeah I was like, whoa. <laughs> they have like one brief eye contact yeah, I was like maybe then- this is like you know a will to live sort of thing. Like he went, he was willing himself to stay alive so he could kiss her. And then, yeah, which if that's the case, I'm unhappy about that. Cause <laughs> right. like just die. It's right. Fine. Yeah. Your death is more important than the kiss. Moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just like, ah, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my first thought when I saw Raylo and I was like, I mean, it's fine. It's still, I think it still works as a whole for the movie, for those characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that his death needed more room to breathe. And I also had a question. I don't know if you can answer it for okay. me. He disappears. That in itself I was confused by, but it also happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I it, I thought the only people who were turn, who knew how to be like force ghosts, like mm-hmm. vanished. Is that not the case? Um, At least that's all of, I remember seeing. It, it's usually a light cider thing. Um, usually if you die on the, um, on the light side of the force you can become a force ghost, but it's, I don't think it's something you have to like know how to do before you die. I think it's a afterlife. Uh, That's superpower true. Is my understanding of it. Okay. Um, because not every Jedi disappears, right? Like if we think right. back to the prequels, we have lots of Jedi who fall in the battlefield of Genosis who just die. Yeah. Just dead. But then I don't and like Anakin, none of those became force ghosts as far as I know. Um, well, if you think about Qui-Gon Jinn, but he was the first one to do it. So that's why I was like, okay, that would make sense why he did not. But then, sure. like, Obi-Wan and Yoda, two prime examples. And they both disappear. Anakin, Anakin does doesn't disappear. not. Or if he does, we don't see it. Yeah, because. Because you could just be burning the suit at the end. The yeah, that I part has know. a. Which, once again, that's a 
they didn't plan out yeah. like this when um, Return of the Jedi happened. So that's hard to say. Um, what's interesting about it is that Ben disappears and then so does Leia. Yes. So that I had, brings some questions. I had I'm not so upset many about questions this because I like having those kinds of questions of like, ooh, what does this mean? Someone answer this right. in a comic book in 10 years. Uh-huh. Like, let's figure that out. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious about that bit. Yeah, my read on the Leia thing was that when because she's technically dead mm-hmm. when she reaches out to Kylo because that's yeah. how both her and Ray feel it. Mm-hmm. And so she's dead at that point. Her not vanishing until Ben. My read was that like she like gave some of her life force to Ben to turn oh. him or something oh. or they're connected in some way. So that way. Once he goes, she goes. I think that's, I think it's, um, in an internet conversation you and I had, we discussed what is Leia's journey. Uh-huh. Um, that moment that Luke shows Ray that says, you know, my sister saw in a vision the end of her Jedi journey results in the death of her son or something yeah. along those yep. lines. Um, which is really interesting that maybe Leia the reason Leia disappears when Ben does is that is the end of her journey. When Ben dies, that is the end of her. Hmm. Um, okay. You know, if that's her force destiny, something, okay. you know, like this is yeah. what she was shown is that Ben was going to die. Um, that that's what happens. He dies and she goes with him because mm-hmm. that's the end of her journey. I could buy that. I think that makes as much sense as anything else. Right, yeah. It seems like a good explanation to me. Um, yeah, the reason I asked the Force Ghost thing is because at the very end of the movie, when Leia and Luke show up, I was just like, come on, uh-huh. pop up there, Adam Driver. Like, oh. It, oh, wow, that would have been cute. And like, and like, it seemed, I when, I was first, when I was the first time I saw it, you know, you see both of them are kind of shimmer up at the mm-hmm. same time, but then there's like this huge dead space on the right hand of the mm-hmm. screen. I was like, like, are we going to get like Ben, Anakin, like... Are you going to give us, like, the whole Skywalker lineage? Like, that would be dope. Oh, wow. And then they didn't. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. But, like, it just seemed like a weird, to me, uh-huh. be like, okay, he vanished. To me, that signals you become a Force ghost uh-huh. to then have him not be there, but also have half of the screen be blank in that, that moment. That is something I didn't know I wanted. And now I want, like, a weird special edition. Oh, it's, it's, it's already, like, you can find it, images online <laughs> of, like, Anakin. not just, like, Anakin and Ben, but it's, like, Qui-Gon and Yoda and Ahsoka and, like, I everybody. Need, I just need Anakin and Ben and, like, maybe Padme. I know that's not how it works, but huh. I want her there. Yeah, if, if you're going Padme, Padme you'd go, like, you know, Han's there, too. Like, yes. you just do everybody. Well, it's like, He's like, whoa. Family. Maybe Shmi. Who knows? <laughs> Love Shmi. Shmi, the secretly the first Jedi. You're like, what? I love Shmi. Uh, yeah, man. What a good moment. Yeah. But um, anything else with Ben Demption? Um, I mean, I have a lot of feelings about it. I do like that Ben's redemption means he gets to stand next to Ray in the end. And then we get to talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. like their bond stuff right. from TLJ. Their dyad. That mm-hmm. they are a dyad or something. That they are light and dark but both like yeah because ray is the um legacy of the dark side but Mm -hmm. she is the one who's chosen the light and ben is the opposite like i think there's just so many cool dualities between the two of them i liked getting to see them fight not only we finally got to see them fight each other again yes movie and those shots were incredible but they also fight next to each other separately and together there's just a lot of good stuff for their bond Mm -hmm. um that was really cool that we get because of his his turn um yeah and i liked seeing han solo in 
Ben Solo a little bit more in this movie. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> there's, so I don't know cool. if you've seen, there's like a, a gif or something, someone's taken from like the pirated version of this movie, and so when he's running through Exegol, mm-hmm. and he like, no look blasts uh, the one guy. Yeah. There's like a comparison gif of like that happening, and then Han no look blasting somebody in TFA. And uh-huh. It's just like the solo. Yep, like, I can oh, see that I'm, like, in my head. I'm like, that's great. So it's a great, it's a great little moment. Oh, and with Ben Demption, mm-hmm. uh, what I didn't even like put this together the first time I was watching because there's just so much else yeah, running so through my brain. When Han touches his face and then he just says, "Dad." And it's like, and she's like choking up. And then Han says, I know. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. What a callback. My husband pointed that out to me as we were walking out of the theater and I almost cried again. Yeah. That was so precious. Yeah. It's I a, loved that. It's a great moment. I was like, oh. it didn't even register with me at first. I know, I didn't either. And when I watched it the second, third, I was like, that, it, it kind of got me. And I was like, oh. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like, what a, like. I think that's kind of like you know, there's been a lot of talk of like this movie has so much fan service and but I think it's so good. Right. And some people you know, attribute fan service to me like bad. Uh-huh. That is a great moment of great fan service if that is the reviews. case. Yeah. I thought there were lots of examples of really good fan service in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was excellent. My other thought about Ben's redemption is um, I think it was so cool to see him redeem because as I've said to you in other conversations and conversations on this show um, I think redemption is such an overarching theme for Star Wars that if Ben didn't get that it was going to be a little bit of a disservice Mm -hmm. to the whole trilogy of trilogies Um, but I am very glad he died because I think this was the right answer Yeah, (laughs) because he doesn't this means he doesn't necessarily just get rewarded for like a last second turn to the right side of the story Mm -hmm. um and then he gets to follow, he gets to finish what Anakin started, which we have talked about before. Um, Star Wars is poetry a little bit, right? Yeah. Is yep. Anakin begins this journey and attempts to balance the force and, and Palpatine and does not quite succeed. And Ben gets to do that for him is a really cool way to tie. Once again, something we wouldn't have had if it hadn't been JJ, mm-hmm. we get to tie TFA and this movie together in a really cool way. Yeah. So I like that for Ben's redemption story. Um, we've already kind of talked about some Raylo stuff, but um, I want to mention them as well. Uh, just to go through. A, we've touched on like, their force bond being expanded upon, Yay. and it's so good. That's like good. the the adding of the physical element was teased mm-hmm. in TLJ with the mm-hmm. raindrop on Kylo's glove, mm-hmm. um, and then they touched hands and stuff. But then to then see where JJ takes it, where he can pull a necklace off of her, where yeah. they can actually fight in different locations. Oh, that was a cool it scene. It was so cool. Especially, like, there's even this one point where we're focusing on Ray and she's in, uh, what's it called, uh, Kajimi. Uh-huh. And you see her and she's walking to the left. And then as we walk to the left, then the the interior changes. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, it's like, what a, like, what a great moment for JJ to pull off. Um, cool. It was so good. We were wrong <laughs> about yeah. the Vader thing, about like his helmet for yeah. sure. We were wrong about a lot of that. <laughs> uh, like they were not doing that together or on purpose. No. Um, and also, it had no effect on the movie as a no, whole. No, it's not a plot moment. It was yeah. It was just like oh, here's this. And I was like, it's just here. It makes more sense in hindsight. Like, why else would they put that in the trailer? Uh-huh. If it was like, if it was like this big plot point, but also like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's that just, was it's a just funny. I kept happening. I kept having as I'm watching the movie is wow. All the stuff that we thought was important was nothing. Yeah. Like everything they gave us in trailers is just little 
half moments. I mean, mm-hmm. even seeing Kylo on Mustafar isn't yeah. Which, which also is we Mustafar. Needed to be hello, yeah. JJ. <laughs> Why didn't we somebody, talk about that more? Uh, that was yeah. That was one of the things that when we get like as my sections like quick discussions. That's my <laughs> very first topic is Mustafar <laughs> exclamation point. Like, yeah, what it, in the it world? Says Mustafar exclamation uh, Like. That is such a huge thing. Yeah, that was so cool. I wanna that's one of the reasons I wanted to go back and see it. Well, I mean I'm gonna see it many more times. Right. But um I wanna look closer at that because I didn't catch it the first time. I didn't know it until, you know, after the movie. Um and that was really neat. Yeah, you can kind of make uh you can kinda of make it out more now, like mm-hmm. when they're going down to the planet and it's like, Oh, it's this big red planet. It's like, okay, that yeah. looks more like Mustafar, but like the terrain and stuff still doesn't look anything like the Mustafar we know right. apparently in canon that's because of stuff. a whole bunch of stuff uh-huh. that I don't know about um but like yeah that's like I still wish like mm-hmm. that sometimes bugs me about Star Wars is like you don't sometimes know the planet's names especially like they won't talk about Mandalorian but it's like where are we mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me the name of this planet just so mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. um but it's like yeah like, that would have been so cool I don't know where you know Vader's tower is at I don't know if it's uh, maybe it's been destroyed I yeah. don't know but it's like oh you could have just given me something. I kind of thought that's where he was at Vader's Tower. Uh, he, if he is, then it's destroyed. Yeah, there's which not, I mean. There's nothing left of it. I'm curious about that. Maybe Luke blew it up. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Luke but I was just like, yeah. Anyway. It definitely makes that moment like, I don't know, like 10% cooler yeah, yeah, <laughs> on a rewatch. It's like, oh, it's Mustafar. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great But thing. also it's just like, why didn't you tell me that the first time? <laughs> the end of Anakin's fall is the beginning of Ben's redemption arc. If Mustafar, I don't know, there's something there. Yeah. You can figure something out. <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch. But <laughs> it's in my head, so I said it aloud. Um, but yeah, so all of those things from the trailer that you and I spent an hour and a half uh-huh. unpacking last time I was here are, are nothing moments. I mean, even Kylo's helmet getting repaired is just kind of a rando it moment. It just kind of happens. It's just there. It's one of the questions we... I had about Spoo. I was like, why? It... Why did it need to happen? I, why hide why hide adam driver yeah we didn't i wanted to see his face more i was just like ah uh. yeah so there's lots of stuff even ray's training sequence that's the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. that was my overarching thought in the first like 15 minutes of the movie is this is all the trailer like yeah. this is all the trailer stuff because we go to ice asgard which we now know is Exegol. yeah <laughs> um right at the beginning uh-huh. of the movie we see that Star Destroyer rise out of the ice at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. Like all of these things that we thought were ending shots yeah. are in the first 15 minutes of the movie. It's fascinating to me. So props to the marketing department. Cause that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and there were definitely some red herrings in there that I uh-huh. fell for, uh-huh. uh, which we'll get to later on. Um, but in terms of Ray and Kylo, uh, all their, just all their interactions are so good, but then also mm-hmm. their fights, the yeah, death star one specifically, is just awesome. Like I was kind of losing my mind when they were, mm. you know, when she, when he tried to strike her and she used the forces, like stop the blade in the <laughs> middle there. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then she did the same thing. And I was like, Oh, like they're so well matched. They are so well matched. But also I think this movie proves that maybe it's, I don't maybe it's, you know, Ray's mental state or mm. something. She's, you know, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what, how this works, but there are two instances where Kylo is specifically, or maybe three where he is stronger than her. Like, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. When they have their incredible, like, force-pulling duel on the, oh the gosh, craft, yeah. um, which was awesome. Uh-huh. He, like, she has it, and then he pulls it to him. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh. And that's when the lightning happens. And I was like, ah, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Rey has force lightning. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but then also when they're fighting on the Death Star, when she jumps over like a wave or something, mm-hmm. he does the same thing, but he jumps farther. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. he is more powerful, but then, all, then he overpowers at the end. And he would have, I don't know, killed her? I don't know what he would have done in that yeah. moment. He would have at least disarmed her uh-huh. um, if it wasn't for then Leia reaching out. I was like, this movie shows that Kylo yeah. is stronger than her. And it's a great reminder that at the end of TFA, he has been shot with Chewie's crossbow, which mm-hmm. blows up buildings mm-hmm. <laughs> and is still fighting. Because mm-hmm. I do think it's important to highlight that he is a really well-trained and disciplined person. Yeah. He has been honing himself into this weapon for who knows how long. I haven't really gone back and looked at the timeline, but a long time. Yeah. And Ray, now I am going to fight anyone who calls Ray Mary Sue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, sure. I'm not implying that at all. Not. Yeah. I know who you I know who you <laughs> We're still friends. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I want people to acknowledge that we don't necessarily have to chart characters strengths right in order to have them be well matched in a fight mm-hmm. like they can have different strengths and i think that's yeah. what you're pointing out yeah. is that um ben is physically and even maybe in the force a little stronger because he's he's better trained yeah but ray can hold her on because she's smart and she's quick and, and she has it seems like more powers she's different yeah she has more variety in yeah what she's able to do she's balanced in a way that ben is not and so I just, mm, there's so much good stuff to unpack in extended universe stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some cool things that that, that plays out for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, their fight scenes are beautiful. I want all of them framed and hung in my home. Yes. They're so cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> we were mentioning the lightsaber transfer. Uh, I, lo- oh, I love, man. I love the reaction that <laughs> the uh, emperor's lackeys, they all just go. <gasps> <laughs> it's just like, she pulled like this great magic trick. It's, it's phenomenal. So um, cool. But then his fight against the Knights of Ren, RIP, <laughs> you were yeah. not important at all. Um, yeah. That's one of my uh, sub footnotes in here is Knights of Ren. Why are yeah. you here? Where'd you come from? Where have you been? No idea. I could have just used like one line drop to yeah. say, You've been off doing X Y Z. Come back you can now. you can read the visual dictionary. There's a, apparently details on all, on each okay. of them, which is um, cool. I want yeah. to know those things. Um, there's an article on screen right um, about it right now. All not right. written by me. Not, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's got it's got some interesting details about them. But yeah, that's ultimately like yeah, they they looked cool and the internet made them out to be bigger than they probably should have been. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I wasn't I really glad expecting. We at least got them. You yeah, know, I'm glad they were there so we could see that they exist and it wasn't just, I don't know. Right. But there, like, there probably should have been some sort of, uh, an emotional connection to, Oh, Ben, I don't know. Ben yeah. slash Kylo. I don't know what we call him. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, yeah, we're Ben is killing the people who we used to lead. Yeah. Like there probably should have been a little bit more of a deeper meaning to that. Um, or at least some sort of a connection, yeah. but instead it's just, it's a great action set piece and it's, and it's he cool. is, he is so good in it. I love the, the moment where he like, he lays the lightsaber like across his back uh-huh. and one oh, of the yeah. weapons like skids past. He just goes, <laughs> he just like, he's like breathes a sigh of relief. I was like, is that because he didn't know if that was going to work? Uh-huh. Or is that because like he forgot he didn't have like his cross blade to like catch the weapon or something? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Either read is interesting in my mind. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think we just needed one line. Tell us which way we're supposed to read this because it, could be that he doesn't have an emotional connection yeah. to them that they've been all scattered across the universe and it's it's just a title it's just a you are the first of them or the highest ranked of them but they yeah. don't actually interact or he doesn't actually lead them all that often until this moment or you know I, i've seen a lot of extended universe stuff that would suggest like it's like a brothers in arms thing like they were also jedi at luke's temple and he they came with him and like 
there's a read of that that that's not canon that's just a thing yeah yeah i'm trying to remember uh I, I know a couple of them are at least force sensitive but i don't yeah. think it's canon that they all are that they all are or that they are from luke's, luke's academy sure. i as far as i am aware um the knights of ren existed before kylo okay um and even like I think there's there's some comic where like him and mm-hmm. Luke fight them at one point. Okay. Uh, when he's like still training. That's fun. Love that. Um, but then he, he turns and he takes on the name of Kylo Ren to like become their master. Um, Which why anyway? Yeah. But I I think that's the only reason I can think of like why he would repair his helmet is like mm-hmm. he now that he's supreme leader mm-hmm. his lackeys like his guys his mm-hmm. bodyguards can come in. And to like show that he's with them, he's like, I need to like repair the look because yeah. apparently, apparently, his mask is like crafted after like like in the vein of the Knights of Ren before, and like yeah. their old designs. Not that the Knights of Ren are basing their look around Kylo's. That it's, makes more sense. Yeah. So him then repairing his helmet would be some sort of way to signal that he's with them. Sure, but it's still like. Again, it's one of those examples. Could he use the line just there? Just one line. That's all something. I'm asking for. Just something. Um, and there's another great example that we can get to later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, Palpatine. Yeah. He is back in this movie. And we've talked about the rushed feeling of this movie a lot already. Mm-hmm. And I had the worry about this literally right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right at the crawl. When he just says, the dead speak. And I'm just like, uh, what? Yeah. Palpatine's just back He's from just back. the get-go. That, that was... that. Triggered some alarm bells in my brain. I was like, oh, I don't know how that's going to work. And then they didn't explain it all, which I was like, "Ah, fine. To me, so this is how I read that, is that Palpatine, because I'm trying to remember exactly what the crawl says. It says something about they hear Palpatine's laugh. And then there's like a message. Yeah. Um, And everybody's responding to that. So we have Finn and Poe off doing galaxy stuff. Ray is training. Ben is looking for what we later know is the Wayfinder yeah. to get Texical. Um, so that doesn't feel too weird. So what it makes me think is that um, Palpatine hasn't been gone. He's just been hiding. So that that doesn't require some kind of explanation. I mean, we do need an explanation of why you're not, like, fizzled into dust. Um, but that he maybe has been around since the fall of the empire, that there wasn't really a gap that yeah. he's just been in some kind of shadowy place, which feels like a dark side, like right. loophole, like you just exist that I don't necessarily need an explanation for. Um, once again, this is a good, like one line moment. Just mm-hmm. give me like a little bit of something. Right. Like I think it's clear enough that like, this is still his original body. Mm-hmm. This is still the Palpatine that we was knew. thrown down the shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what happened after that? How was his body found? Why is some of his body like he's missing? Like his fingers are like mm-hmm. not all grown and looks like he's been like had gone through surgery. Like mm-hmm. he's like he has Doctor Strange hands or something. <laughs> I'm like, I just like there are just a lot of questions that I had about how he returns, which ultimately aren't that important, I guess, in yeah. terms of what this movie's about. But yeah. I think in just terms of like larger Star Wars questions, it's like that's a pretty big like yeah. hole to have in this mythology of. Last time you saw him, he was thrown down a shaft and presumed dead. Now he's just back. And maybe maybe that doesn't bother me because I feel like Star Wars does that, where it, it leaves logistic questions out, mm-hmm. and we just do plot things. So um, people said that, not said that, 
once again, an internet thing. <laughs> like, if Return of the Jedi had been released in 2018 or 2019, people would have yelled about, wait, but we don't know how Palpatine, how does the Emperor get here? We wouldn't even necessarily know to call him Palpatine. Like, I mean, uh, we would have, but, yeah. you know, it's not clear all of these things. And then we go back and we write three more movies and we explain. Mm -hmm. This feels a little bit like that to me. Like, yeah. we're leaving a, an opening for somebody else to tell that story later on mm -hmm. so that we don't, like, corner that in so that yeah. it has to be one thing. We leave a plot hole so that someone else can fill it in in a later piece of media. Yeah, and that's fine. And I think that's that's one of those weird things about this movie where it's like yeah. you can feel <laughs> a lot of those moments where it's yeah, like – Yeah, there's a lot of that. Was this like just we have too much going on, we don't have time for this? Or was yeah. this like, oh, this would be like an interesting thing for a comic or a book to take? Because uh -huh. like, there, like, there are like even like certain lines that I was like, like are you – like is there a comic <laughs> series coming out like January that I don't know about which is just like – purposefully set up yeah. by this movie because there are like just so many lines where it's like this just feels like mm -hmm. hey we don't have a movie coming out for three years but yeah there are so many threads that we can take this and run with it yeah in all these different directions um but i i will agree with you in terms of just watching the movie it does it feels like oh we just start out and palpatine is already back and we don't know why like, right yeah i get that frustration. and like and that goes back to like if jj had done this whole trilogy like Mm -hmm. Palpatine's back in eight yeah. or like we know something. something about him being out there and then we like get glimpses of like his body being worked on by like his minions or whatever mm -hmm. like, we would have known Snoke was a puppet earlier which I'm glad like that's not something I necessarily needed but um I but I, I, I like that it at least helps keep all of this contained of like because if you didn't address who Snoke is that's another one of those just like huge questions yeah. that people would have had been like how do you not answer that I am glad that they one Palpatine says it. We also see the cloned Snoke yeah. pieces <laughs> in that floaty chamber, which was neat. I liked mm -hmm. that visual. That was cool. Yeah, the, my, my, my clones. Yeah, my, yeah, <laughs> my, the, the clones I've been looking for. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my only question about it was that like, is Snoke like a different person, or was Snoke just a body for Palpatine's spirit to inhabit? Yeah, um, that's what I wasn't sure about, but. I don't think it really matters either way. I think yeah. it's e either way he is he's either serving Palpatine or he is Palpatine and Yeah. My, ultimately I don't think that's big that big I don't a difference. Think it's a big deal. It seems like he's just sort of a flesh bag and Palpatine puppets him around. That's seems to be what's going on, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I mean that makes sense cuz it's probably probably hopefully the better read because otherwise it's like Snoke you're making some like questionable decisions yeah. here. It's like <laughs> questionable choices. Palpatine I don't think would have made, but mm -hmm. then again, you know, I don't know. He's yeah. got his hubris and everything to deal with. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, my only note was that, you know, this is another example of, you know, maybe having a, tr a plan for this whole trilogy. You'd have those seeds planted, but we've already you know gone through a lot yep. of that. Um, point number four, Finn. Yeah. Our boy is force sensitive. Love. <laughs> like, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's cool that we... Because the read of this whole trilogy has felt like Ben and Ray are the only ones who have have any of that left, mm -hmm. you know, which has always sort of irked me. It's not a big issue I've had, but um, it's something people have talked about a lot. And I like the idea that there are people just kind of floating out in the galaxy who have this sensitivity and don't know what to do with it. And people had said even after the force awakens that that was why Finn broke conditioning was that he was force sensitive. And I like that we closed that loop. I mm -hmm. thought that was awesome. Yeah. I've even seen some people point out that like 
after he breaks conditioning, there's that moment where Kylo's walking back mm-hmm. and he pauses and looks at him. Mm-hmm. And it's like people are like, oh, did he sense mm-hmm. that he's force sensitive in that moment? And that's how he knew, oh, it's FN 2187. Mm-hmm. Because he like made a he, mental note. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, that dude has the force. He doesn't know it, mm-hmm. but I can sense it. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's a cool, again, if that was planned or not, it doesn't matter. But you can read it as that now yeah. in retrospect. I think that's a, a nice little nod. Um, and yeah, I think it's just cool that Finn is a force wielder. Like mm-hmm. even if he's very early on, um, my only issue with it mm-hmm. is, again, the execution of it all. Where it's, yeah. Ray, I have to tell you, I never told you. Blah, blah, blah. What was that? Oh, I can't tell you now because Poe's around. Why? Yeah. Why? Because it reads as... It reads as, I love you. Which is annoying. Yeah. That's probably the thing that made me most angry in the whole movie. It's so irritating to me. Yeah. And the only reason we know that's not what he's going to say is because JJ's now said it in post-interviews. Exactly. And they it's like, didn't do it like, in the movie. Yeah. Like, you have to... If you are going to have that big of a setup in the first act of this movie of like, yes. Ray, I need to tell you something. And then have all these teases. You know, I have the whole list of them. Of his teases of, he knows Kylo's on Pasana. That's a tease that he is force sensitive. Mm-hmm. He knows um, that Ray is flying Luke's old ship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another sign. He knows which command ship is going to lead the mm-hmm. final order. That's another sign. And then he feels Ray die. Mm-hmm. Easily the biggest sign that he's force sensitive. Mm-hmm. But, like, those are four big examples that show he's force sensitive. But there are still all those, mo- like, there's still the history of them. All he cares about is Ray. Where you just you can't help but shake the feeling of what he was going to tell her, and if he's not going to tell people, uh, he's not going to tell her because other people are around. Is that he loves her? Yep. And upsetting. I like. I would have been fine if that was the case, and he's like, "Oh, I love you." But it's like, eh. you don't need if, it. Yeah, it would have felt like something that again would be shoot in because this was what JJ was setting up, yes. not because of where the story was naturally going. Right. And so, to know that it is that he was force sensitive, cool, but. Why not have him say that move? That is a Poe can know that. Like, why are you hiding? Because arguably, you, at this point, Poe and Finn are closer than Poe or than right, Finn like, and Ray are. Like, it, 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 it's, just, it's just so weird. You're acting like Poe is like anti force, and it's like, oh no, if you're force sensitive, you're like the devil or something. It's like it's so irritating. It's like you you need you needed to have him say that at some mm-hmm. point. I don't know when it would have come. Um, and he doesn't actually say it. Yeah, like, he. I guess he kind of he nods like, at it with the other ex stormtrooper, but they don't clarify that the thing that Finn wants to tell Ray is that he's force sensitive. Right. So it leaves this weird thread loop thing that's unfinished. It's like there's bad. even, there's even the moment when they're on uh Ochi's ship traveling to where are they going? Kajimi, I think, I think. So. um, where Ray, yeah. Cause Ray had just done the force lightning. She thought she killed Chewie and she's just like, I don't think anybody knows me. Um, and Finn nice. just like, like, like I know you, you can tell me these things. It's like, like we should share these details together. Yes. Like that's like the the you know I'm not exactly translating this movie exactly <laughs> word for word, but that's the general sense of the scene. And in that moment, it's like Finn could have easily gone. There's nobody else around. He could be like Ray. I trust you. You need to trust me. Also, I'm going to like help. I'm going to tell you something you don't know about me. I'm force sensitive. Now tell me yeah. whatever you are, like are feeling. And we could have used a little bit of development for their friendship. Even. Yeah. I would have liked a little bit of fleshing out because they haven't been together much since The Force Awakens. I mean, we talked about that with TLJ that our trio spends the whole movie apart. Yeah. And it, it would have been nice to have a little bonding for their mm-hmm. characters because I think their friendship is a really important part of this trilogy. And I was sad that we lost a little bit of that, which again, we keep saying it contributes to the pacing of this film. It's yeah. too quick that why 
we couldn't give that room to breathe either. Let their their relationship deepen mm-hmm. a little bit there. Yeah. And but, close a weird plot loop. Yep. Would have made that clear. Um, mm-hmm. But I did think um, early on in this movie, I was like, oh, we are getting Poe and Ray because really yeah because when when they when he first gets back uh from their mission and she just got done training that is like empire han and leia to a t they're bickering and i was just yes. like i was just like it was just like that was exactly i wasn't expecting them to like kiss in that moment i was like oh like if they end up like something together like i would totally buy it based on that and it didn't obviously go that way, no. but I was just like that. It, it would, that is immediately what I thought See, of. Okay. Cause I read that scene totally differently. I, I agree with you now that you're saying that it makes sense, but I read that and was relieved because everybody had been saying, Oh my gosh, Poe and Ray. And I was so <laughs> mad about it. Cause I was like, they literally had one conversation. They exchanged two lines. What is going on? <laughs> I was so upset. Um, not for clarification, not because I ship, uh, Finn, I'm sorry, Ben and Ray that much. I don't actually care about uh-huh. that all that much. But I was like, come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So was mad about that. So then he gets off the ship. And I it really did feel like genuine like frustration and antagonism. Yeah. Of, oh, this isn't like an easy friendship for either of them. Like they care about each other a lot, but they drive each other nuts. Which, yes, now I hear your read of like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. on and Leia energies. But it, it more just felt like this like um we would not naturally be friends, but we kind of have to be. Yeah. And so we kind of like work this out. And I liked that energy of, oh, not everybody's rosy, happy, mm-hmm. gets along super neatly. There are things about their ideologies which are not in line with each other, which so feels true to both Poe and Ray, which I liked. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a relief to me when I saw that come off because I was like, oh, okay, we can just like pretend <laughs> that that weird fan moment didn't happen. And it's going to be fine. So, but it's interesting that you yeah, read that, that differently. That, I mean, yeah, I think that just goes to <laughs> different expectations of like, and well, I, and, and I was not, I don't even know if I could say I wanted it. I was like, right, right. if that happened, I felt like there was enough set up at that point to be like, oh, they make a very purposeful meeting moment for them to meet at the end of t- TLJ mm-hmm. to then have this kind con- like this bickering and then Ray being like, oh, uh, someone's in a bad mood and Finn's just like always. And like, it's like this comedic stuff. And it's like, okay, like they're playing Finn off way more as he's still in this friend zone. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't, and I didn't know if they were going to go the Ray low part at that point. So it's like, if Ray, right. which didn't, she didn't need to, she need if to. she was going to have romantic interest in this movie, I was mm-hmm. like, as of now, it feels like they're going sure. in Poe's direction. I hear um, what you're saying, which I, I'm going to go back to the Raylo thing for a hot second is I'm super glad that they gave us that moment with Ben and Ray. But it does not feel defining for her that she still she stands alone for so much of this movie. She does she does this on her own and then goes back to her family. Like she goes back to Poe and Finn and the rest of the resistance. And she's she's sad that Ben is dead, but it's not like my life is over because this person that I had romantic feelings with right. is gone. Like she goes back to her family and still celebrates and like starts to move on with her life. Like I think I don't know. I liked that read of yeah, that. Yeah, because like there's like because like there's a other snare. Like there, there's the other version of, the, of this scene where you know they kiss, he falls down, and she just like loses it. Loses it. Starts crying like, "No, Ben, you can't leave me!" Like all this right. stuff, and you're like, uh, "But they because they don't have okay. a, a deep relation. I mean, they right. do. Well, I'm gonna take that back. I think they have a really a strong connection, but they didn't live life together. No, in the way that she like these other people are her family and. I think if he doesn't die at the end of that movie, yeah, sure. I think there's something cool develops for the two of them. Yeah, but I'm but not, I'm not even sure if it's romantic 
still yeah, after it that. Could like, be. It, it, could, it could be. It could go another way. But, like, right. it could have been, like, in that moment, they just saved the galaxy and he just yeah, saved her life. Thing. It's like, oh. And that's a I pretty, buy the kiss. <laughs> that's, a, that's a human person thing. Yeah. It's like, sometimes those emotions that are intensity get interpreted as attraction or mm-hmm. romance or affection when they're not really. It's it's intensity and it's admiration and it's respect and this is how I've been conditioned to react to that and so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I think I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to take it back. No, to that no, place, no, it's totally fine like Finn I it, it, is force sensitive yes. and we're excited. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we don't know what the future holds but like mm-hmm. if we get a Finn Disney Plus show or a be fun. like and we just get to see him be a Jedi or we get episode 10 in, you know, 15 years and mm-hmm. it's Ray and Finn have started like Ray started her own academy and Finn has been like trained with her and yeah, like is, that'd and really like cool. that'd be awesome. I'd like to see them yeah be our kind of new stewards of the force and start some kind yeah. of academy or um whatever. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Um I think the other the 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 big part of this movie that we haven't touched on really much of yet is Leia mm-hmm. um and her return and the fact that you know, she's back even though Carrie Fisher is gone and all mm-hmm. of this is done with repurposed footage from mm-hmm. TFA, maybe some of TLJ, we don't really know. Yeah. Um, how did Leia's involvement and scenes in this movie work for you? I felt pretty good about it. Um, it was the thing I was perhaps most nervous about going into this movie because Leia is such an important, just even an important figure, especially for a lot of women who grew up with her and um, the characters that she played. And it was so sad when she, when we lost her. So I was nervous. Um, I didn't want them to do too much. I think I was scared of too much CGI. So I think um, knowing that, knowing the situation we were in, it, it felt pretty right. Because even a lot of her on-screen moments, she's not necessarily speaking or she's not speaking much. Yeah. Um, She'll say like one word. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me. Yeah. What? It's pretty minimal. So it feels pretty good. Um, I don't think it feels perfect, but nothing was going yeah. to. So... Um, I think what they did with her in terms of plot stuff that she still plays a role in what's going on, even though she she dies fairly early, yeah, comparatively in the movie. Um, but she's still kind of playing a role, and we get to see her um, young again at a couple places, which is really neat. It was very cool. I liked that that scene quite a lot. Um, I don't know. There's some stuff there that I thought was really good, and um, I thought it was interesting that they had her kind of as the gatekeeper or uh guardian maybe is better of of luke's saber was an interesting choice because ray talks about trying to earn the saber oh yeah not that i don't think leia chose that i think ray did but that dynamic was kind of neat i liked Mm -hmm. that yeah i I thought um i liked how they used her in this movie in terms of like a uh plot standpoint of like okay she's in it i think about as much as she probably could be in it given Mm -hmm. the circumstances but and maybe this is just oh like you know like I, I've known so much of like the like the the behind the scenes stuff. Like mm-hmm. okay, they're they're repurposing footage. Maybe that was just on my brain more than mm-hmm. it will be for every, like most other people. Mm-hmm. Like it just stood out to me. Like oh, like it's like this is like it it is so like rough and it's at some points feels like unnatural. Of, like it does a bit. Like you know like she's like never underestimate a droid and it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay and then like there's even points where she says like one word. I'm like. Like if there's like if this was still Carrie Fisher for real, like there's much more to this conversation than just being like, "Tell me, mm-hmm. Ray, something else." It's like, yeah. Okay. And that I think that was what we were 
yeah, I think because you knew more about how they were going to do it, I think you had higher expectations than well, I, I I wasn't expecting much. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting – it, it felt like, again, like the execution of it. It just felt a little mm-hmm. stilted. It was like – yeah, You can tell like, okay, this is either like cut out from maybe a longer thing. It's just like now it's just this one phrase, it's mm-hmm. one word, mm-hmm. and the context around it's different. And it just – you know, even sometimes like the tone of her voice feels – off to what it maybe should be for the mm-hmm. scene but yeah you know, again i don't think you could have done this movie without leia no. and you can't recast her so this was your only option so yeah. i think again jj did as the the best job he could do given the circumstances um but yeah i thought i mean i just loved seeing the young leia scene like that was yeah, so cool was so um to know that she was trained yeah. To all those TLJ hitters who are yeah. like, she can fly. That doesn't make any sense. When is she so powerful in force? Well, Luke she trained her. completed so... her Jedi training. That's what that scene yeah. tells us, which is a big deal. And one of the questions that's been floating around that people have been theorizing forever and ever, I mean, even since um, the original trilogy, was theorizing that Leia didn't ever finish her training because she felt too much like Vader. She couldn't ever let go of her anger mm-hmm. about what happened to Alderaan, and she couldn't let go of what Vader did to her. And so she chose, I can't be a Jedi. I can't take that path. And instead they offer us something else where she could, she could have done it and she did do it, but gave it up for a child, gave it up for a different life, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really, I I like the idea that she could and did do everything she wanted to do, that she was capable of all of those things and and instead chose something else, which is a very Leia thing to do. Yeah. I I liked that. That filled in a plot hole for me. Yeah. It was was nice. (laughs) It was cool gives you that that confirmation that yes she was a jedi she trained mm-hmm. she built her own lightsaber so she made it decently far in yeah, that, that process cool. um and yeah to see then her her saber and luke's saber slash anakin saber mm-hmm. both used together by ray mm-hmm. and kylo at the very end it's <laughs> it's, so it's cool stuff um the other thing this isn't necessarily a topic about the like details of this movie but sort of just a general sense that has been a conversation since this movie has come out um, is whether or not it retcons or, you know, redoes things from TLJ. I think there, and we've talked about this a little bit already, that there are certainly moments where I think this movie zigs in a different direction than Johnson's intended zag. Um, But I think mostly it still fits. Mm -hmm. Um, There are certain things where it's just like, okay, uh, maybe not in that instance, but um, I, I was generally happier than I thought it was going to be in terms of I was worried that yeah. JJ was just going to be like, well, screw whatever Johnson did. This is my plan. It does, I don't really care if it fits or not. Yeah. And to me, it still felt like it all fits. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to work around a little bit with some headcanon and stuff, but yeah. it all makes most sense to me. I did feel like JJ as a whole respected the arc of Star Wars itself. You know, the whole nine films of, of stuff and um, respected Ryan enough to say okay even if this isn't what i would choose i'm not going to pretend it didn't happen um now some of the press tour stuff was not my favorite Um, (laughs) i don't have a particular thing that i could call out but just like the general energy of most of the cast and jj abrams of like oh yeah we know like it was weird yeah don't worry we're gonna fix it like i that was my energy off most of the press tour and i was like come on just like hold your ground like let it be good if you guys would just say it's this is Star Wars. Like, I think people would be a little less difficult. Yeah. I was say other things, but <laughs> less difficult about it. Um, but it's okay. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I think felt pretty good about yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that sentiment is one thing that after TLJ or even the lead up to it a little bit, 
um, frustrated me about the discourse and kind of specifically Mark Hamill, where he felt like he, I felt like he was the one who was mainly like so vocal of not my Luke, not my he went back on. movie. And he would, but then like two weeks later, he would tweet out something like, yeah, this is what I envisioned. I was like, ah, Mark, stop. Just stop it. Because you are I egging on Mark the Hamill fandom. I Twitter after, after TLJ for this reason because I wanted to watch Yeah. It. I wanted to know. Um, and I do feel like he did he did like the way that his character and, and I think it made him happier that he did get to come back yeah. for this movie and be in the end and have more conversation. I think that was good for him. Um, and my read on it, controversial or not, is that Mark Hamill did enjoy the way his character ended. He thought it was good, but he's a little bit of a troll on the inside and I think he likes to screw with people a little yeah, that, bit. That's true. Um, and so I think he keeps playing that and I wish he would he would not so that we could just let this movie be good. Like, yeah. just let it be good because yep. it's great. Yeah, because I, I, just, I just get those feelings where it's like, you know, you, you hear those like, oh, when I was reading the script for TFA, I thought I was going to be one to catch the lightsaber. I was like, okay, makes sense. I think a lot of people thought that even in the mm-hmm. movie theater. Um, but then to be like, oh yeah, I thought, you know, it's going to be more of uh, you know, more of a Jedi Knight, a master, you know, I was going to yeah. do all these things, you know, and talking about what Lucas was going to do and how I was going to mm-hmm. make it to nine and all this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, okay, Mark, just let it go. And now I, it seems kind of like John Boyega's filling that role of like, eh, you know, TLJ, not my favorite. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Which I can, of, I can maybe, I can understand John it. John is allowed to be upset about TLJ because they were not yeah. very kind of Finn's character in TLJ. But at the I, same I, point, I, I would, I would rather him just be like, just, you know, spin those questions about TLJ to be like, Whatever your thoughts are about that movie, I th- I'm happy with Finn's journey in, you know, in this movie. Yeah. Like, you know, just spin it positive somehow, um, yeah. just to kind of keep the toxicity low. If we're going to talk about fan toxicity and um, TLJ into The Rise of Skywalker, we should talk about Rose. Yep, yep. She was uh, she was in my notes for the section. <laughs> yep. I, I'm sad for her. Yeah. Um, Kelly Marie Tran went through so much nonsense after TLJ, and it was so unfair and I think she came out of it such a, a strong figure and such a strong person. And she's so sweet and she represents so much for the universe. And I'm deeply disappointed in the negative side of Star Wars fandom that they were so cruel to her. Um, and this is one of the areas that I feel like J.J. He caved. gave in. Yeah. And he really dismantled her from the story and i think that was unfair i'm very disappointed in that yeah it, it it's it's one of the most um mind-boggling things about this movie is yeah. how they treat rose especially because like even though there were clearly a contingent of fans who are sexist racist whatever you yeah. want to label them as um who bullied killer me tran off mm-hmm. of social media mm-hmm. um after tlj um but then star wars celebration in april Mm-hmm. She got a standing ovation or something because she's, incredible. Because she's great um, as a whether you like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Rose's character, and, but I still like Kelly Marie Tran. I think she's a ray yes. of sunshine. Or at least she was when she was still on the Internet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to see that response from her, it's like, sure, there are there are some people who are like that and, you know, are toxic, mm-hmm. but. The majority of people still are like, you You didn't deserve this for one, and we're going to support you because yeah. of that, especially. And then to see J.J. just be like, and then have him say, like, I think even at Star Wars Celebration, after that ovation, just be like, oh, one of the greatest gifts I got from TLJ and Ryan Johnson was casting Claire Me Trans. It's like, yeah. you give her, like, a minute of screen time or something, and she is just so wasted, and... 
I think the thing, I mean, I don't need Rose to be like, you know, to go on the mission and be right by their side the whole time. But um, I wouldn't have been mad about it. it, No, (laughs) but like, I think that's one of those areas where like we're talking, when we talked about like, you know, snap Wexley and Dominic Monaghan having like, Mm -hmm. oh, these fun little things to me, especially on like repeat viewings. I'm just like, why isn't that just Rose? Like get rid of them and just have Rose be the one talking and Mm -hmm. explain this and give her a beefed up role. Mm -hmm. So she actually has something to do or, there's this very simple solution, JJ, that you like mm-hmm. wrote into your movie where when Ray said, or when Finn goes up to her and asks her if she wants to go on this mission, she's like, no, I have to, you know, Lay asked me to stay here and check on, you know, go through old uh, Star Destroyer schematics so mm-hmm. I can see if we can find a weakness. Have her be the one to discover the weakness yep. that wins the day. Yep. Instead, instead, in their final meeting, she's like, well, we think. Yep. If you hit these things, then they may blow up yep. the whole the the, the, the chain reactor. Give her a like, Leia moment, you know, in in the midst of the crowd, you know, because that's one of the most iconic shots, at least for me, in the original trilogy, is Leia standing in the midst of the start of the um, the X wing pilots, and she's this tiny woman mm-hmm. who is commanding this force of like men who are a foot and a half taller than she is, but there's no question of like she is in charge of that room. Yeah, give give Rose that moment at the end of this movie where she is the one who's found the answer and Leia's gone and she and Poe get to be the ones to step step into Leia's role and she she commands the day there. I think that could have been really cool. Yeah. And they, they did not do yeah. that. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, something got cut. I don't know. No, I if that JJ was chickened out. If that was the case. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it was, yeah, it was not, it was, yeah, it was, it was very disappointing. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Disney, just give her like a Disney plush. I don't even know what it'll be about, but just like, you know. Even have... just to put her alongside someone. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, it just, it just, it just felt, better. it felt strange. Um, you know, Ryan Johnson, next time you do a, when you do the Knives Out sequel, just cast Claire Marie Tran yes. as the, <laughs> the new star. Um, mm. That'd be great. Um, but the other thing that I've been really surprised by in terms of the retconning TLJ stuff uh-huh. is Luke's entrance in this movie. Yeah. Um, because I've seen a lot of people read this as, oh, this is like the biggest basic like middle finger to Ryan Johnson and TLJ. Really? Because when Luke enters, he catches the lightsaber and is like, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. And it's just like, apparently a lot of people are reading this as, oh, well, you know, he's, JJ is like saying, oh, Ryan shouldn't have been so foolish to throw the lightsaber so nonchalantly over Luke's shoulder. And I'm like, that's a totally different read on the movie yeah, uh, the, than I got. The one even JJ has explained since mm-hmm. um, in the press has been like, no, like he like that is him telling Ray that he was wrong <laughs> in the past yeah. to do that. And that he was building off of Luke's arc in TLJ where he, yes, he began that movie as no, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. But at the end he is doing exactly what he said he was not going to do. Mm-hmm. Face down the whole first order with just a, uh, uh, what, a, laser, what is he, a laser sword. Yeah. Like he does that in a sense, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's what he does. That's his arc. He went from being somebody who did not want to do any of that stuff to then going and doing it yeah. and being the hero. And so then when Ray is trying to be like, no, I'm going to do what you did. He's like, yeah. no, she tries to did, pull a Luke did and he you says, not no. learn from me? <laughs> exactly. I was wrong. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. And even lighter than that, I think my initial read of it was Luke's making a joke. Yeah. And he's smirk. He's smiling. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, he gives he's a smirk. Smirking. Oh, my. It was, it was, it's been it, ridiculous. It's, it's literally the easiest joke in the world. Yeah. It's not 
we can read layers into it because we're Star Wars fans and we do that nonsense. But like, I, I think it was a joke. Yeah, it, it <laughs> definitely was. Like, I didn't even, it didn't even register to me as like a TLJ backlash thing when no, I first saw it. And then somebody mentioned it afterwards and I was like, what? No, that doesn't And then sense. I watched it again. And I was like, no, this is definitely just a, a joke mm-hmm. to be like, not a, not a joke against TLJ, a joke of like, no, Luke was wrong and he's learned from his failures and he doesn't want Ray to repeat the same mistakes. And it's even just funny in the, like, Ray throws the thing and he catches it and like, hey, I know I did this last time, but now I'm catching it. Like, or I did this and now I'm going to say it's, it's just funny. Yeah. It's, oh, I don't understand people. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It's It's been one of the stranger oh, things uh, That's crazy. to see in my mind. But um I think those are like the biggest points yeah. for this movie. Mm-hmm. And so now we just kind of get into like the nitty gritty, the fun yeah. stuff, the random Global things. Um, we already went over Mustafar, so we can kind of, I can skip <laughs> through that Mustafar. part of my notes. Um, but the one I wanted to start with, other than that, uh, was Dark Ray because this is something that I fell into hardcore <laughs> of like, no, it can't be a vision because they are mismarking this movie. And in a sense, I am still a little peeved that they showed this in the trailers, knowing that it would get me and a lot of other people <laughs> thinking otherwise. Um, it wasn't ultimately just a vision. Mm-hmm. And I would be more harsh about it um, if it was not symbolic of the arc that Ray is ultimately going on in this movie. Yeah. So they at least still, um, yeah, she may not have turned to the dark side, but mm-hmm. the the fear of her turning was something that she dealt with throughout this yeah, movie. So it was part of the conversation, it made, it makes sense to me um, in the same way that like, you know, infinity wars trailers, basically like I'm pretty sure literally every single piece of marketing for that movie ended with the team running shot mm-hmm. through the forest with Hulk, with everybody uh-huh. that is nowhere in that movie, yeah. but it is communicating that everybody's going to be together to fight. Uh-huh. And so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Same way. I wish dark Bay, either you don't show her uh, so yeah. that's a big surprise this movie or she maybe had a little bit more to do than just like 20 seconds of screen time mm-hmm. um, but and the end she's of fine. her is weird that was one of the yeah. few she gets like fangs or something. yeah she like growls at her and I was like that felt unnecessary the rest of that moment I think is yeah. neat like I want, like I want kind of powerful I want the screenshot of just the two of them with their mm-hmm. lightsabers yeah, that's pretty up cool. against each other and looking at them like I want that I need that mm-hmm. that's that a cool really shot neat. but the, yeah the weird growl snarl thing that she does at the end is a little awkward yeah not my favorite but oh well dark gray what, you, what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> um we haven't talked much about poe yeah i liked that poe got a backstory i thought it was yeah. fun spice runner for kajimi spice runner. it gives us more um you know han echoes which mm-hmm. i thought was neat and i liked his energy with carrie russell's character yeah um that was really fun <laughs> and i like that she's in a mask all the time i was curious whether she was ever i know we talked about this before but I was curious to see if she was going to ever have it off. Um, and all we ever see is her eyes. It's yeah. sort of cool. Which is great. Great to see Carrie Russell's eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, would like to see your whole face, but you know, what you going to do? It's fine. Um, and one of the moments when I've talked with people about this movie over the last couple of days, um, everybody likes that moment with him and Carrie Russell at the end. Um, they're like, just, yeah, well, they, just they don't even say eyes. anything. It's, it's so good. It's so fun and it's so playful. And I think it's so, so yeah. neat. Yeah, I liked getting a, a backstory for Poe, and I liked um, – he feels old in this movie. Even Oscar Isaacs looks older, and I think it can so much. He's got a lot of gray so in, in, in the press tour. And um, because – correct me if I'm wrong. We have a year between the end of TLJ and the beginning they of the Yeah, they don't specify that in the film, they but don't. that's what JJ's been saying. Like, oh, it's about a year. Yeah, so I think I, – I like that he, he looks like he's been carrying this, like – 
it's been a hard year. Yeah. A lot has happened. He feels harder than he did in the last movie, which is kind of a nice development for him mm-hmm. that he is such the hot shot in the last film. And he's he's gotten older. He's gotten wiser. He's still a little bit difficult. He's still yeah. a little bit of a hothead. Um, and his moment sitting by Leia's, Leia's body, I'm not ready for this. I don't know how <laughs> to do this without you, is heartbreaking and uh, so beautiful. I loved it. That reminded me on Leia's death uh, note. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't hit as emotionally. I wasn't really hit emotionally at all as mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be. But Chewy scream. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That was painful. That was uh, great. Um, it was so well done. I believe the actor's name is uh, Junis Suatamo. Uh-huh. Yep. He I mean, what a yell. What a great what, the, the body language, everything about that. I was like, wow. Man. Like he got that makes so much sense because like you know he's had a rough couple of years. <laughs> he has, and he's now he's the only one left. Yeah. and I think it does because Chewie doesn't get to mourn Han in the movie. Like we don't get to see it very much. Obviously, we see he he yells and then he shoots. Yeah. Then, um, but they have to run. Mm-hmm. Like they have to go. And similar with Luke's death, he doesn't really get to mourn in the moment. He doesn't react in the moment because they have to run. Yeah. And with Leia and I've always thought that Leia and Chewie's relationship was really special and there was something very extra familial about mm-hmm. the two of them. Um, and maybe that's just a headcanon and I'm reading <laughs> too much into it, but th- this is not just Leia's death. It's also the end of his, his family. Yeah. And now everything is very different and he didn't get to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't have to move on from that. Like he gets to, yeah, he gets a chance to grieve. And, grieve and then even at that point, 3PO's memory had been erased. So, like, that's oh, another connection that, that was, like, you know, lost that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after all that had happened, when they're gearing up to go on their final, you know, adventure, mm-hmm. like, Chewie's just kind of sitting there with the medal. Um, and then mm-hmm. I think it's Dominic Monaghan's character who was like, come on, buddy, we need you. And it's just like. Mm-hmm. He like, doesn't want to keep yeah, going. Yeah, but, like, he knows, but then he does, and he goes with Lando, and it's like. It's just a good That's thing. That Chewie gets his medal is so completing for my heart. <laughs> it was so good because I, I've been upset about that since I was a child. Like, why doesn't Chewie get a medal at the end of New Hope? Mm-hmm. And because it was the 70s and, you know, reasons. Didn't matter. Um, but I thought that was especially because um, we lost. I, for, I forgot his name. That's so terrible. The actor who oh, played Peter Chewie. Mayhew. Thank you, Peter Mayhew. I'm bad at names. <laughs> um, we lost Peter Mayhew this year, and that was really hard. So to have him get that medal kind of posthumously was yeah. really neat. Yeah, I mean, that moment. I mean, Star Wars canon junkies will tell you that, you know, Chewie got his medal in a comic, whatever, okay. it happened off screen. Whatever. Yeah, but it's just like. I have also sure. heard that argument, but it doesn't. And apparently Han has, he made multiple medals, like he duplicated them. So maybe that's not even the original one. We have no idea. But for most people, is so yeah. is so good. That, that's what really matters. And uh, I like that it's a little connection between Leia and Chewie too. You know, it's that, I know this is important to you and this is where things began. And, you know, I don't know. I just like that moment. Yeah. Um, but circling back to Poe real quick. Oh, yes. I... Yeah, I, I liked what they did with Poe for the most part. It just felt like he didn't really have like that much to do. Like, I agree. like you, like you maybe could have like cut him out, and all you'd miss is like that he knows 
Babu Frick. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Babu Frick, Babu Frick, also. Babu Frick was great. <laughs> Only thing didn't need when he shot up in Carrie Russell's planet there in her Y wing at the end. I was like, eh. no, it was fun. To it know was, he wasn't dead. It was a comedic you know. beat, but I didn't need it in that moment. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, Babu, Babu was great. Yeah, I loved him. Um, even when 3PO was like, oh, hey, Babu, he's my oldest <laughs> friend. I was like, oh gosh, like oh, what a man. like that. That was a very that was very clever stuff. Um, well, let's talk about 3PO um, yeah. because he does get a lot to do in this movie, a lot more really? yeah. um, than he's definitely gotten in the last couple of movies and a lot more than he's definitely gotten due to like since like, you know, the prequels, original yeah. trilogy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Daniels delivers. He is so Anthony funny. Daniels. He is so good in this movie. Um, I loved all of the memory wipe jokes mm-hmm. of, um, you know, oh, he's my oldest friend. I don't know. Uh-huh. You're my best friend. This is my first battle. Uh, this is my first battle. Like all like there's like that. That was a great um, plot device or script mm-hmm. device or something so that they could add all this levity to him. Um, yeah. Then there's also these very like human character moments of when mm-hmm. they get to Kajimi and he's just like, I don't want to do this. And Ray's just like, you're the odds guy. Do we have a, do oh, we have a better shot? Good. And he just kind of like sits back and looks at her and he's like, no, mm-hmm. takes one last look. And he's like, okay, good to go. Yeah. Um, but, they give him his memory back. Yeah. And to some degree, it's like, great, good for you, 3PO. Yeah. Good for you, R2, for being a good friend and actually backing up his memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also, it felt like a weird plot thing of like, well, we need to do this to give the stakes to this moment. Because otherwise, it's like, oh, he can just read it or they can take it. And there's no, it's, it's not a challenge. Yeah. It's just, we do this because we have to. There's no decision. There's no debate. Um, mm-hmm. but then to then go back and be like, oh yeah, he's fine. And see, I think I didn't, I didn't need the stakes to that, I guess. Cause I think we could have played that where, all right, we know R2 has three PO's memory backed up, mm-hmm. but we still have to go to this planet. We still have to wipe his memory because that coding is still there. You know, we still have to do all of that, right? but it doesn't take as long, Yeah, <laughs> which we could have used. Um, like either, said, sh- either shave down that stuff and then maybe give other things more other time things to breathe. More space. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it does bring some fun levity and it means we get more from three PO, which I liked, you know, it was, it was cool stuff, but it wasn't stuff I felt like I needed Yeah, and we could have done without. And I think it still would have presented some cool, fun moments. We still could have all of those memory jokes with three PO in the in-between. We would just know. Yeah. Oh, he's going to get it back. Is a, an overarching weirdness to this movie is they put weird stakes we didn't need. Because this movie's already intense. There's already a lot at stake. Like, why are we saying that it's happening in 16 hours? Yeah. One, why? Doesn't make sense. Two, doesn't add anything. Like, yeah. at no point in this movie does that add to this plot. The only the only time it happens is when they're debating on Pasana whether or not to go to Kajimi or not, or to yes. go back to the base. And they're there's like, that, oh, there's eight hours to go. And there's the moment where they get to the moon where the uh, Death Stars crash, yeah. and they're going to go over that, like, oceany thing and it's whatever yeah, oh can't morning, wait till tomorrow yeah but it doesn't that actually doesn't matter we could have had that moment without this time crunch because mm-hmm. if we had said oh we'll go in the morning ray's still gonna go in the middle of the night she's right. not gonna wait because she's on this like internal thing mm-hmm. she feels an internal pressure as a character that's much more interesting than this external time pr- crunch that they're under and in the end poe fixes the falcon and flies over there anyway so yeah it doesn't matter yeah there, there are a lot of strange moments like me. that where it's like yeah like you mentioned it doesn't really it doesn't give anything to this movie and even a little bit i think um even though i'm glad 
Ben's redemption, Ben dies at the end. I think all of that was good. But even the way they do that felt like unnecessary stakes that he needed to die because he brought her back. We could have killed him off in a different way that didn't, you know, it just felt like weird, unnecessary stakes. Um, hmm. I don't know if they could have killed him off in a different way, like, and have it been satisfying. Because, like, mean, if, if you're at least going to go that route of, okay, they defeat Palpatine and he brings her back, it's like there's no other. I guess what I didn't need is him to bring her back. Because, I mean, I want, Ray needs to not be dead. That's I was like, whoa. Sorry, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is I think there's another way to get, um, Ben Ben crawls out of the hole, uh-huh. which was an interesting moment. <laughs> I kind of liked it. It was also cheesy, whatever. Um, ben crawls out of the hole. We have this moment. But, like, maybe Ray is not dead there. Like, I don't think Ray needs to be dead. Yeah. And him bring her. You know, like, that whole piece feels like unnecessary stakes. Mm-hmm. It's already a lot. It's yeah. already. And we know Ray's not going to die. Yeah. We know no Ray way. survives this movie. So, you know, it's kind of stuff like that. Even um, Chewie. In that moment, we think Chewie is dead, but we know Chewie's not dead. Oh, yeah, I didn't we buy it for a Chewie, second. We wouldn't kill Chewie off screen, and you wouldn't kill him in that fashion. Trailer, those of us who watch trailers know that we see Chewie in the Falcon with Lando. That hasn't happened yet. Chewie's not dead. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of those kinds of moments where it's like, okay. And that's actually the moment I've gotten in the longest fight with my husband of our marriage yet <laughs> because of Chewie's um, death, quote unquote, because he was really frustrated by that moment. And I have, I'm like, okay, I get it's a plot moment we know he's not really dead it doesn't bother me but if i'm lumping it in with all these other things that feel like weird unnecessary stakes it feels like part of that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i definitely like in the moment i was like two he's not dead but then i'm like but how are they going to explain this yeah that he's not that he's like you can't survive that (laughs) yeah if he was in there yeah and it's like oh there's a second one i'm like okay Sure. Apparently, you can see it. I've, I've I still have not of, still have not caught it because um, I, I just forget to look for the second transport uh-huh. when Finn's well, looking. Well, it in also kind of looks. Um, it could just be like a camera trick, almost like oh, we see him. We see Chewie get led onto this transport, but we don't necessarily see that transport fly off. You know, we just see a transport. Right. Fly off. You know, like there's a thing yeah. that happens off screen that would make sense. I, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that is one of those areas where it's like, yeah, it's, again, the execution, like, yeah, it de- faking out Chewie's death maybe adds some stakes to it. A little it, bit. But you also reveal that he's not dead, like, five minutes later? Yeah, it's not very long. So, like, if it would have been, like, you don't have that scene with him getting on the uh-huh. destroyer in the first place, and it's the first time we learn that, like, that he's still around is, like, when he, the ship gets to Kijimi and then uh-huh. Ray senses him. Then you know maybe there's a little bit more of an emotional weight behind it, but still, um, yeah. because of the trailers and just I think just general uh, how you treat a character yeah, logic, like yeah. you don't you're not going to kill Chewie in that fashion that early on, mm-hmm. and just have that that be the moment. It's like no, like that is that would have been like, and I don't even I've never even read this stuff, but mm-hmm. the expanded universe you know canon of Chewie died by getting crushed by Moon. It's like. Uh-huh. It's like that level of why, why, why is that the decision? He's yeah. blown up by Ray because she suddenly has force lightning and during right. the force battle like that. And I do. Kylo makes some reference to he he orchestrates that moment to leave Ray feeling. Um, yeah, he had to show her. You know, like that whole thing. I was like, okay, sure, I get that. But well, I don't think he knew that she had force lightning. <laughs> no, I think he knew that, that she was going to do him. something. I think she thought that something bad was going to happen. I think. 
he thought they were going to pull the ship apart. Yeah. That yeah, like, like they pull apart the lightsaber. I mean, yeah. Um, where to go next? Hmm. What about Janna? New character in this movie, like uh, played by Naomi Aki. I liked her. I liked yeah. her and uh, Finn's chemistry together. Yeah, they're fun. Um, they are a fun pairing. But I felt like there was more to her that we did not get. She feels like a lead up to something else. I think we're going to see her and maybe even Lando. Um, uh, <laughs> that's one of those ooh, specific moments. I was like, Disney Plus series setup? Uh-huh, like, that felt like that. Mm-hmm. Like, did Bob Iger order this reshoot specifically to be like, oh, um, Billy Dee Williams is down to play Lando again? Okay, uh, do Let's this. Put something, yeah. Because I, I love the idea of a show where we go and track down stormtroopers and find their families. I yeah. think that would be such an interesting... I, I don't know. I'd watch it. Yeah, I mean, I've had... The only thing that I'm not sure about not well i am sure how i feel i'm not i don't know how the movie is interpreting this is a discussion of how some other people um about janna talking about how her and her storm uh, trooper fleet like broke free mm-hmm. of the conditioning mm-hmm. um and the people i've talked to be like oh well it's, you know since finn is force sensitive and yeah. he broke free that does that also mean that janna and her entire fleet are force sensitive which would be interesting that would be but it's also like that feels like what a convenient uh battalion <laughs> yeah i do think it's also possible i don't know i, hear, I read two things on this one is Jana is force sensitive and maybe like one or two other people in her uh-huh. in her um troop or whatever and because they broke conditioning that somehow like once one does it it's easier for the other yeah. to follow i think there's that or maybe they are all force sensitive and that's a um a force thing um finn is the first to break conditioning. He's the first stormtrooper um, with force sensitivity who mm-hmm. breaks the conditioning. And then, like, the force is doing its, like, machinations <laughs> and is moving stormtroopers. Like, things are happening. This is very vague and weird. Right. I totally get that. But that somehow this is a thing the force did on purpose is to, like, group these people together and then they leave. And yeah. like, now something's going to happen. And that's a thing we could explore. That's possible. I don't know if that would happen. But that's yeah. where my head I was goes. like, the only other reading I had on it was that the reason for all of them breaking conditioning, if they are, if, you know, if that is the logic that you only can break force, you can only break the conditioning if you are force sensitive is that Snoke and the first order were only taking force sensitive children to build up their stormtrooper army, which would be an interesting twist to make. But then there's also a moment where like Zori bliss says something where it's like, Oh, they've taken pretty much all the children from Kajimi. Yeah. So, there's no way Kajimi's like this hot spot for yeah. for sensitive like you know Padawans, mm-hmm. um, um, and I was like the only and then I was like okay well that doesn't really work so then maybe they're all part of like the original like group of kids that are harvard are sure. harvested, and they're all force sensitive but then the like then so they realized sorry. okay that's too difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> we just need to get as many people as we can and that then they break too. that. And then if they get four sins of people, they're just lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that really matters either way, unless we are getting you know, a Janna Disney Plus show and then yeah. she's suddenly a Jedi. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that, okay. Yeah. Confirmation of that. Um, but yeah, I liked her. I feel like there is a cut scene between her and Finn um, mm-hmm. at some point when they're still on the, the ocean planet and the mm-hmm. Endor system. Um, because when they're, riding on the horde the space horses on the death star or on the star destroyers uh finn's like not bad for a for one for lesson. one lesson she's like oh you had a good teacher and i'm like Something. that, that could have just been an expositional piece of dialogue just be like 
they know this is why Finn knows how to ride a space horse, which mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know don't, why you need I that. Need to know why. That's not a question I would have had <laughs> otherwise. Um, that feels like, oh, there was some slower moment mm-hmm. of a training session where they bond after they learn that they're both ex stormtroopers. And then we get to that moment. Yeah. Because then it would also make more sense why she's just like, I'm staying with you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. Like, I oh, they're it. new friends. Like, you know, she feels a kinship sure. to him because he was also. A but if there was some like other additional scene yeah. or sequence, where, like they trained and bonded over training, would it made it makes sense to me? It does. Um, and one other thing about Jana, we've been talking about fan service, like fun fan service. I like Jana as because Jana Solo was one of um, Leia and Han's twins in the old extended. Oh, universe. really? Mm-hmm. They're. They had twins, Jana and Jason, and then another one, Anakin. Hmm. And Jana and Jason were the Ben and Ray of yeah. that extended universe, and that they were the light and the dark, and they, you know, there was all this stuff. Um, so I don't know if that was a thing someone hmm. did on purpose, but if it is, I kind of liked it. Um, that was my first thought when I heard Jana was, oh. <laughs> that's cool. That's who that yeah, is. I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, I don't know. It doesn't have to be. It's a very I, common name. I feel like it's very obvious that she is Lando's daughter. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it has to be. I don't think it has to be, but I think that is definitely the intention. I kind of hope she's not. I don't think everyone needs to be related. I don't think so either. Uh, (laughs) That is, but the only reason I'm potentially okay with it is that, you know, Lando could have so many children out in the universe. Yes. We know how he behaves in life. (laughs) And so if it is, it's like a rando. Oh yeah. Whatever. Um, and not like, a child that was stolen from him or some weird nonsense. Even though I think in like the visual dictionary or something, there's like a cut. There's like a really? a mention of that after the fall of the Empire, um, like the remnants of them like wanted to like – and like as the First Order was rising, they wanted uh-huh. to like get back at those who like took them down before. And so they were going after the children of previous Resistance. like, you know, um, uh, rebels. And so that – at right. some well, point, one of daughter. Lando's like kids were stolen, and it's like, All okay. Right. Well, maybe it is. I I don't know. I just feel like, especially in this movie where we're learning yeah. that everybody's connected to somebody. Um, you know, if this was a Ryan Johnson movie, like, nah, it's just a setup for like, they're randomly just like friends immediately. I just um, thought it looked like a, a sweet moment with Lando. I because I think Lando is in a similar place that Chewie is. That like he's the last of the old guard. He's the yeah. last of, and he had kind of disconnected himself and now he's back in this moment. He's like, well, maybe I do have something left to do. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I have something left to offer. And he feels this moment of kinship with a child, a woman, a young woman who doesn't have a family to say, well, let's find you one and let's find out where you came from. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's how I read it. That's what I'm hoping it is. Cause I don't need everyone to be really, Oh, definitely but it's okay. not. But it's it, it, I definitely feel like if they, they continue are. this journey that they're, you know, father and daughter and, yeah. It, it's fine. It'll be what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Lando, he's great in this movie. So fun. Thank, thank you for Billy D. Williams for coming back. What a blessing. Um, his entrance where he's just like, uh, I don't know what he says, but he just has this, like, this biggest mm-hmm. smile on his face. And it's like, it's great. And Chewie gets like this, like a happy moment where he's like, mm-hmm. yes, a friend. A friend. Uh, it, it's great. And yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, I hope that this is not the last we see of Billy D. Williams. Like, awesome. I, and that's why I'd love to see him and Jana father daughter or not yeah uh go on some disney plus show and like here's yeah. here's six episodes of them just and let's having do leading fun characters that are people of color like yeah why not we have so much story to play with like mm-hmm. let's do it 
And I like Lando comes in wearing the same kind of mask that yeah. Leia's wearing in episode six, which is really fun. Yeah, that's what I was like. Like, immediately happens, like, okay, this has to be, like, I felt like, I was like this has to be Lando because, A, we know he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that would have been a weird, oh, this is a, like, oh, this is Matt Smith's character who he's not in this movie or something. Yeah. Um, like, that would have been a weird, like, oh, here's this other new character. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, that was one of my fears in this movie was there were, it felt like a lot of new characters for a movie that's supposed to round out yeah. stuff. But I didn't think any of them had too much. You know, I thought Carrie Russell's character was great. I thought Jana was great. And they're very minimal. Like, yeah. they're there, but they're not trying to flesh anything out. They're, they give us enough hints that if they picked that character up and did something with them later, great. Sure. But they don't have a ton of fleshing out. Um, right, like show me way. a Spice Runner show with Zoe Bliss and Babu plus yeah. other members of their gang. Even a, great. a prequel movie for Poe. Like, yeah. not movie, but prequel something for Poe. And I liked, I liked Dio. Yes. I was a little nervous. Once again, I don't need extra cute things in these movies, but... Um, his little no thank you like he yeah. kept backing up I was like it's a droid with boundaries yeah. I love it <laughs> he was so cute yeah he he was good I he is randomly or not randomly he is super vital to the plot at a certain yeah, point yeah he's a plot device but then he all, all that happens off screen I'm like that's mm, what a weird mm-hmm. <laughs> what I a liked weird that decision. he served a function that he right. wasn't just he wasn't a porg you know yeah. he wasn't just a cute little guy to follow everyone around which we do get porgs in this movie we got to see some porgs uh, I was good, glad good to go back them. to the um, Octo. Yeah, I think that was that was something that was shown in like more recent like TV spots mm-hmm. before the movie, and it's like I'd seen like the stills of like her like on Octo, and I was like, Why, would why is she back there? Like we get a flashback to like the third lesson from Luke or something. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been cool, but yeah, I, I like the idea that she was going to try to do what Luke did, and then he's like, No, mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that was um, uh, who else is there? Zori Bliss. We already kind of talked about. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, I would, I would be down to see a Disney plush about her. Mm-hmm. Bobby Frick, same thing, team them up. So fun. Um, the Knights of Ren? Yeah. I I mean, we kind of talked about this. Yeah. I, I'm glad we closed the loop. I'm glad we know that they exist and that they're there. They, I didn't have any strong feelings. No. I was like, okay, you're yeah, here. It was fine. You do a thing. Ben kills you. All right, let's move on. Yeah. It, it was okay. Yeah. I didn't feel anything strong that about it. That they... Yeah, I mean, I know that when you know they were first introduced, it's like, oh, they they have to be this big important thing. They're the Knights of Ren. Yeah, he's we talked Kylo about Ren. For so long after um, the Force Awakens, and then to have them be nothing, sure, it's a lot of wasted <laughs> breath and sentences yeah. and time thinking about them. But uh, you know, they're good fodder for the canon and stuff for mm-hmm. you know books and stuff to fill out. And maybe we get a Knights of Ren like you know TV Same show thing. on Disney Plus, and it's not about this specific group, but it's about like you know where they came from and stuff yeah. like that. And, that we at least capitalize stuff. on them. I won't be surprised. Um, what else? I think those are. Uh, we've gone through all the main characters uh, of the I've movie. Most, yeah, that was most of the things. Um, I do. I wanted more from R two. I'm pretty sad. Yeah. That he's just planet side. He just gets the sad beeps after uh, yeah. Leia passes. And R two. That, that's the thing I feel about this whole trilogy because R two was such a central character in both the prequels and the original trilogy, and he gets sidelined. And I feel sad about it because mm-hmm. there used to be this whole headcanon that um, the both the prequels and the original trilogy are actually being told by R2. Yeah. And we don't get that anymore because he's gone for most. Like he's not right. present for like, most of the yeah. events of the sequels. That's a bummer. Like if he is telling these stories still, it's like he's being retold them from like three yeah. PO's perspective or somebody else. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's that, fine. That bums me out a little bit. But yeah, I, I, would, I never really, really wanted nine to like end with like, you know, and then we get like a pan out and it's like, oh, it's 
R2 like oh, yeah, beeping no. to like other droids and it's like that's that's no. the Skywalker saga I'm like that's what a strange ending yeah, <laughs> um no. But I do like the I always like the idea that that's why R2 does so many like cool things in the prequels is because mm-hmm. he is like telling the story. So he's like, mm-hmm. I want to look as cool as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, I'm saving the day a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, well, um, yeah, some other quick fun stuff. Um, the festival on Pasana. Uh, that was my other. Uh, v- very interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure those like child aliens are mm-hmm. watching like are like learning about sacrifice of like children into a fire pit i'm pretty sure that's what's going on (laughs) and they're laughing hysterically and i'm like this is concerning um but but also the festival on that on the planet happens every 42 42 years years. and this is the 42nd year of star wars i was like that's a nice i had a super uh, cool moment because i so i went to go see this movie the first time with my dad my brother and my husband and my husband and my brother were meeting us there so i was walking into the theater with just me and my dad and as we're getting our tickets scanned he looks at me with this like expression on his face and he said, you know what's really weird? I saw the first Star Wars movie 42 years ago with my dad and it was the first movie I'd ever seen in theaters, like first grown up movie I'd ever seen. And we go in and we sit down and you know we're all just chatting. And then when that came on the screen and 3PO says, oh, this celebration only happens once every 42 years, I like jerked around and looked <laughs> at my dad and he was like, <gasps> and it just, that was a, a nice moment for me as an individual, but mm-hmm. felt like a cool representation of, oh, wow, these movies really did, as much as we want to quibble about things and we have issues with them, they represent something really cool and overarching for a lot of people. Yeah. And they are a point of connection if you will let them be. Mm-hmm. And they are something to bond over if you will let them be. Um, and even though they're really important to me, they're really important to me because I grew up watching them with my dad and with my brother. And, you know, we said this off mic earlier. My husband even says, like, I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars, except that it makes you so happy. And I think that's such a cool thing if we would let it be. And that's what that moment of, oh, the celebration happens every 42 years. That's what that felt like to me. And that that's going to be the thing that stands in my head mm-hmm. about this movie forever after. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I really like, I didn't even catch that the first time. And the thing was like my second time. I was like 42 years. Huh? Interesting number to point. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought that was so neat. Um, what else is there? Oh. Wedge is back. Wedge and Tilly's returns oh, mm-hmm. in the final battle. That was cool. Nice little nod there uh, for Dennis Lawson to return. Um, one of the other best moments of the movie for me, uh, even though I wish it was maybe in the trailer specifically, <laughs> um, the arrival of the Resistance fleet at the end. Just all those ships showing up. I, it gave, got me chills the first mm-hmm. time. Cause it's like that's... Just a cloud of ships. Yeah, it's just awesome. Like I still wish we maybe would have got like, you know, check-ins to all these different people that mm-hmm. we knew and um you know expand the canon and stuff Wouldn't but it been cool to like see who's because i haven't watched rebels or clone wars but you know characters from those shows that may be still alive yeah and, and <laughs> the, there's this uh i i'm i want to figure this out somehow but one of the main characters in rebels uh-huh. is hera uh-huh. um who's voiced by vanessa Mar- vanessa marshall uh-huh. and she is an additional voice in this movie unnamed unspecified and so are like Sam Witwer, who's done a lot of voice work for these movies, and uh, Janita Gavankar, who does the voice of Eden Versio in the cool. in uh, Battlefront Two. It's like there's all these like random like voice mm-hmm. people who've worked with Star Wars in the past who are like have additional voices. Some of them could be stormtroopers, they could uh-huh. be droids, they could be aliens. I don't know. Uh-huh. But then there are a couple moments in that final battle where it's like these female voices like uh-huh. speaking to Poe. I'm like. I don't know if that's Vanessa Marshall, but if it is, my headcanon is now that Hera's in that battle. Which would be so cool. And that's cool. cool. 
because that was one of the things we had hoped for mm-hmm. in, in conversation was a couple of little, just some baby little nods at other canon material. If we're closing out this trilogy, we're closing out this saga, let's have some nods to the other stuff that's happened. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, something to Rogue One. or we do, we do get those. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. I'm not complaining about it. But I think that would have been a cool thing. Yeah. Some of those rebel characters and stuff like that which once again i failed the, the universe because i haven't watched those either but. I, it's a, it's okay um I've heard they're all excellent. on disney plus now? i know i'm gonna get around Maybe. to it um but yeah it's it, it is one of those i don't want to find out where that is i can know mm-hmm. if i can headcanon that or not um mm-hmm. but then also we get that moment um at the end of the movie where yeah. ray is like be with me be with me be with me we get all the jedi voices we get mm-hmm. mace windu obi-wan uh anakin qui-gon uh yoda we get uh uh what's his name uh the lead guy from rebels mm-hmm. is in there we get ahsoka tano her yes. voice is in there um and then like some other random jedi who i was like oh interesting like once i saw their names like in a list yeah that are like from clone wars but they mm-hmm. were like oh like very like random <laughs> jedi yeah like keanu mundy's probably in there uh like yeah maybe um mm-hmm. but that was like a nice like way to do that I thought maybe they're going to go like the physical route and like show all these people. I did too. Um, but I th- it's, I don't know how you would do that maybe logistically. And I'm was, sure this was an easy. It was probably just like be like, hey, Hayden, uh, can you record this line dialogue for it? Or can you say this real quick? Let me get my recorder ready. Go. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Thanks, buddy. I, the only one I, I really had hoped we were going to see, I'd hoped to see Hayden Christensen. Yeah. I wanted, I want a little redemption for Hayden Christensen cool. as a person. Like everybody was mean to him and I don't think he deserved that. Um, I think it would be cool to have him back. Um, and yeah, it would have been neat to see people like Yoda and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon even and the ending, but I liked the way they did it. I thought it was neat. Yeah. It was really hard sitting in the theater the first time trying to pick out, (laughs) okay, I know that I must recognize these voices, but I couldn't, I don't think I recognized anyone except Qui-Gon. Well, in Yoda, but. Yeah. I picked out, I I know that's Obi-Wan at the start and then I could, I like, Anakin gets like a very prominent, like balance the force like i did or something like that yeah. I was like, okay that's that was hayden and then i was like i think that's qui-gon but i can't tell and then yoda was talking like okay i know that and then there are all the other voices I'm like i don't know who those people are liam neeson's voice is just so unique to me that it it struck through but i was also fairly emotional while it was happening <laughs> so i wasn't like totally tied into trying to pick it out yeah um, and then i think sam jackson is one of, like the last ones like oh <laughs> there's mace that makes sense <laughs> got did it they have both obi-wan no alec and his Yes, but he, they still use some of his, um, like, voice okay. stuff from the past. I think that, that's, like, how they did in uh, TFA when in the Force mm-hmm. Vision scene where Obi-Wan's talking to Rey and he's like, these are your first steps. Yeah. These are your first steps is voiced by Ewan McGregor, but then Rey is said by Alec Guinness where they, like, they found, like, some word where Rey is, like, in a syllable yeah. and they cut it. Cool. Um, so that way he says, I think they did the same thing for this. So it's like, okay. now nah, when he says, Ray, these are your final, your final steps, I think mm-hmm. is what he says. Um, Alec Guinness says the Ray part and then oh, that's neat. Oh, Ewan like that. says the rest. Yeah. Apparently uh, this is all just internet rumor that there were, uh, there was a plan to do, not just have them all speak to her, but then mm-hmm. show up as like force ghosts and fight with her against Palpatine and others. <gasps> That would have been awesome to see in concept. Um, execution wise, again, that's a, that's a very tricky that's boat where it's like, whoa. <laughs> um, see, but it would have been cool. We talked about earlier with the um, Force Ghosts. We could have just had Force Ghosts appear at the end of the movie the way they appear at the end of The Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
because I think that's all all people really want is that's what people wanted is to see them again. Yeah. All these characters that we love, um, especially if Ray represents the last of them, it would have been cool to see them all there. But it's that's a very minor <laughs> quibble. I'm not even actually upset about it. I thought the way they executed it was very cool and it was moving. It wasn't what people were expecting, but it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think those are all like the little details that I have. Yeah. I think that's everything we've listed. Um, I'm sure that I have more thoughts, but I yeah. can't come up with, I have, right now. it is after Christmas. Yeah. I have a, awesome. I have a bunch of questions that all are right. unanswered. I think an unanswerable, but I just want to throw them out there. Let's do it. Um, is the resistance base, the same location that Luke trained Leia on? Ooh, I think it is. It that does it's look it's similar. it's definitely not Endor. Or if it is, that seems like a strange thing for me because yeah. he says that this is, that was her final night of training. Yeah. And to be like, oh, we have to go back to Endor. <laughs> it seems weird. Because they weren't. I wouldn't have been training on Endor, but, and it doesn't really look like Yavin all that much. Yeah, but it makes yeah. sense to me that it would be the same planet, and that's why there's already like a training course kind of mapped out. Kind of, yeah. Is that like Luke and Leia mapped this out? Yeah. For Leia. But now Leia's using it for Ray. Like that yeah. makes sense to me. But I don't cool think it's nod. yeah. I don't think it is specified in anything so far that whether or not it is the case. But, do we name that planet? I don't remember. Um, I th- I think there's a name for it that's not said in the movie. That's like okay. from like a comic or something. Okay. Um, I couldn't remember them saying. I'm trying to remember movie, what it was. But I got them a little bit turned around. I know Kef Beer or Kef oh. Burr is a name of a planet, but I'm not sure if that's if that's that the, planet. If it's that planet or if it's the ocean planet from the endor system okay i don't know which is which i'm, I'm gonna call that planet the ocean moon of endor because yeah because <laughs> you only call the other one the force, the force moon, of endor. moon of endor yeah um yeah that's interesting it could be i think that'd be a fun nod yeah um why does kylo touching vader's helmet make ray angry hmm. so during that training sequence he touches the helmet i'm assuming to try to you know get his you know dark side mojo back mm-hmm. um and stuff but instead it like makes her angry and like it seems like they're connected. I don't know why that would be the case. Yeah. Unless it's something to do with their dyad or it's like, oh, he's drawing dark side energy, she's and receiving she it or she is feeling it in some sense. Yeah. It would have made I think it would be more clear if that was the case if like she saw him mm-hmm. afterwards. But instead it's just like, oh, she's angry and I don't know why. Yeah. It does feel a little bit disconnected but I don't have a clear answer either. Yeah. Um, and building off of that is their force connection. Um, the, when, when's the first time it happens? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, before Pasana, right. When they first get to Pasana and he rips the necklace off. It's before that. Is it? Cause that's, cause that's when she, that's when he is they have one while she's on the base planet. Don't they? Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't remember that. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, either way, whenever it happens, is that the? Do you think that's the first time they have force connected since TLJ? No way. I think, and I've said this before. I think that they've probably been having some conversations the whole time, and I even got that energy off of those interactions at the start of the movie because she is so frustrated. Yeah, it gives off this feeling of we have had this conversation. Uh-huh. 18 times in the last year, and it's not getting us anywhere. I'm not going to keep talking about this with you. It does. Because, I mean, initially I had hoped they were coming to some kind of, like... And that's what the trailer teased to me, is that they had some kind of more uh, cooperation, that mm-hmm. they were starting to understand each other. But it feels like they've been having these conversations, and it's getting them nowhere. Yeah. Like, they are not able to... They're getting more and more entrenched 
in the things they feel frustrated about. That's the energy this mm-hmm. gives off to me, while at the same time feeling, because Ray in those conversations feels exhausted. She seems worn out by this discussion, which is why she gets more and more emotional as as this conversation mm-hmm. goes on. She it's almost like she's losing her resolve to keep fighting with him. <laughs> yeah. Because, and this is what we get at, I think, in her moment with him on the ocean moon of Endor, um, after she heals him and she says, I wanted to take Ben's hand, mm-hmm. is very revealing where she says, I, I did want something. I, I wanted this to work. I wanted what, I don't know exactly what it is she wants from that moment, but yeah. there's something that she wants from that that she couldn't have and that she doesn't want to let herself continue holding on to. Mm-hmm. And they've continued to have this conversation and he just forges ahead. You know, we talked earlier about it. it doesn't feel like he ever looks internally until this moment on top of the broken death star. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, my long winded answer to the question is I think they've been having this conversation for a long time and we're just seeing the culmination of they, get, they both hit their breaking. Point. Yeah. I, I can buy that. I can read it. I don't think it, Mm-hmm. really matters that much I but really I, can, I can i can buy it either way of like yeah this is the first time they've seen each other that's why they're so agitated or mm-hmm. like you mentioned they've grown tired of these conversations that's and why they're just at each other's throats a little bit logistically makes more sense to me other but, than oh conveniently yeah <laughs> unless it is like a palpatine force thing where it's like sure the only reason they are now getting reconnected is because palpatine wants him to mm-hmm. fight like, he wants them to find each other I maintain, though, that their bond may have been started by Snoke slash Palpatine, but I don't think it's within Palpatine's control. I think it's a them thing. Yeah, well, and, and I think they make that somewhat clear with the okay. dyad talk, where I it's like, so. like uh, Palpatine mentioned, like, oh, this the power of the dyad like hasn't uh-huh. been seen in like generations. So it's like right. this isn't something that's like is brand new. It's happened uh-huh. before, uh-huh. Um, and because it's like of how they've both come one to the light, one to the dark. Um, that they are intrinsically connected in some in some sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I I feel like they are connected in some way, like from like a destiny perspective. But mm-hmm. that Snoke slash Palpatine manipulated that connection in some way to like get the Force yeah, thing to happen. Yeah. 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 So I think it was always there. I have a hard time a believing that. Yeah, that it just happened spon- spontaneously. Yeah. I do think evil poked at it somehow. Right, yeah, and yeah. Something happened. Um, what's next? Kylo, why did Kylo repair his helmet? We've already kind of touched on that one. Um, why could... This is a weird one, but I, it's one that I thought <laughs> really about weird. during the second... My second view. Why couldn't C-3PO just write down the location to Exegol? That is a very good question. If he can't speak it... I'm guessing it is... It's the same part of the programming i would assume so too but i was just like i also don't "Mm." know if c3po can write fair point articulate that they don't look that mobile fair point i wonder if he can articulate that way that's that's true that's a good point (laughs) uh but that was one thing i was like "Hmm." i was trying to think i was like because it was i feel like we're chasing MacGuffins to like just to chase them at certain points yeah why how do i simplify this why didn't he just write it down? Boom. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he can't write. That's a, that's a good possibility. Um, Ray's parents' ship. She sees it on Pasana mm-hmm. and she's like, I know that ship. That's when it left Jakku. Mm-hmm. But then we find out that Dio's inside of it and a bunch of, of other of the Jedi Hunters uh, guy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it is Ochi's ship. Did he steal their ship after like he killed them and then he was like traveling to Pasana to find some other information out and then mm-hmm. he died there. 
I, I was very confused by that, that confusing, aspect right? of it because it wouldn't make sense for him to go to Jakku and then leave without Rey, mm-hmm. especially since Dio says that he was hired by Palpatine to bring bring Rey. Yeah, like yeah. there's no workaround. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I guess that makes sense, but there's a, there's like some weird. I haven't quite figured out guessing, how that works. I'm guessing it's that Ochi found her parents. Like, they're on the run. He has a different ship. He finds them. He kills them. He kills them and just takes their ship. Yeah, okay. For some reason, their ship is better than his ship or... And that's what he uses from that point on. His ship is damaged in that uh, fight or chase mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's that's what happens. Because there, it seems to me like there's quite a bit of time, probably, between Ochi kills Ray's parents and Ochi lands on Pasan. Yeah. It seems like there's quite a bit of space. <laughs> Even though there's this really weird part of the flashback where uh, Ray's mom says, like, she's not on Jakku. And it's like, so Ochi's just be like, yeah, she's not on Jakku. Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait. I, I wonder, because that's the first line like, of that Yeah, I was like, flashback. or was that just like a lie? I think more conversation. I was like, there's, there's, it felt weird to me to be like, she's not there, but she is. What, I mean, I would think that because it's not it's not clear, right? Which parent is Palpatine's child? Um, I, I think thought it was he, the dad. I, I, yeah, I think he says he had a son. He has a son. Okay, I couldn't remember. Because I wonder if, or I guess yeah, yeah, one or both of them. Because at least the child of Palpatine is probably force sensitive, right? If we're following this line of genealogy, yeah, at least in Star Wars universe, you have to yeah, think probably. so. Um, then what if the the mother character? is also force sensitive. I wondered if it was like a, a mind trick moment. She's trying to like convince. Oh, maybe that feels like a bit of a stretch, but that's a read on it. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could do that. Um, well, what's next. This is a question about a line that I, that was spoken by Finn. He says okay. on the force or on the ocean planet of Endor or ocean moon, he says, I know what she's fighting. And so does Lay. He says that to Poe about Ray hmm. is that, him saying, I know what she's fighting in terms of being a force user, and so do I, and so does Leia, and so that's another tease of his being force sensitive. Or, mm-hmm. in some weird way, is that him saying, um, because this is the next question I have, uh, that he also knows that Ray's a Palpatine? <gasps> Which doesn't make any sense that to me. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's interesting, but I don't think that's probably what's happening. I'm, yeah. I would guess it's the, the force sensitive thing. sensitive thing. And the only other thing I can think, because I don't know if they clarify, does does anybody know that Ray is connecting for Skyping with Ben? I mean, Luke knows. Luke knows because um, he found them in that. Yeah. <laughs> that scene. And I don't know. I'm guessing yeah, we don't know about it on screen, but okay. I mean, if it, if this has been happening since then, I feel there has to be a point yeah. where Ray would say to somebody else. Yeah, I'm Kylo talking to freaking Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Force. <laughs> uh, I think my assu- that was probably just an assumption is that, one, they're continuing to have conversation. I feel pretty firmly about that. Yeah. And then that she's told Leia. Um, I would think she- Leia knows. And so then if that, I don't know, that once again feels like a weird workaround. That yeah. doesn't need to be true. Most likely, you're right. It's probably that Finn knows he, he's just attributing, oh, well, you don't know what it's like to, to have, have force powers and mm-hmm. deal with 
what to do with them, that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an interesting workaround to think that it might be that he knows that she's Palpatine. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't, but... I don't know how that works. And I also don't know, this is probably the biggest question I have about this whole movie, how in the world did Luke and Leia know that Rey's a Palpatine? And so when did they learn? That. that was such a weird line I... by Luke. And I was like, wait. Oh, oh, um, Luke, because Luke and Ben, Luke by himself, Luke by himself, Luke is chasing Ochi. And does have interaction with it. Like, they, there's some kind of Yeah, that's the, the spinoff setup for the comic. Lando uh-huh. and Luke on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if either through force, mind, manipulation, whatever, or Ochi tells them something, or they talk to the droid, there's some conversation in that journey where Luke finds out, oh, Ochi killed Palpatine's child and his partner looking for the grandchild and didn't find her. Huh. And that there's because they they give off this energy in The Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi that other people know who Rey is and aren't telling specifically her. TFA. Yeah, there's that people someone knows that somebody's aware of who huh. she is. Um, That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Like Luke may have known the whole time. Luke may have known the whole time. Told Leia. Uh-huh. Then you not think Han also knows? Han might know. So then would he have told Maz? And if that's the case, if they all know, like, is that why they're all, like, so welcoming to Rey? Because, like, mm-hmm. they've kind of been keeping an eye on her from afar. Like, oh, you're from Jakku? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's, huh. That's interesting. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of like it, but I like yeah. also kind of don't. I don't. I just don't like the idea that they knew necessarily and didn't tell her, didn't tell her or anything. Because that feels like, mm-hmm. you know pretty big piece of information <laughs> because i also wonder and this is something people have played around with the whole time if ray not that she knew the whole of it but maybe ray knew more than she let on because mm-hmm. there, from the mental health perspective there are some ways in which you you push down on stuff yeah. like you do forget things that you don't want to remember and there's a chance she remembers more than she wants to let mm-hmm. on I mean, when she's left on Jakku, she's, I mean, I don't know what her age is, but she looks like, I don't know, four or five. Yeah, I'm going to guess five or six, yeah. And at that point, you would remember who your parents are or what they look like. Just even just a a name. Yeah. And yeah, to then be like, I don't, nope, don't know anything. Because even at that stage, she may not know who, I don't know if Palpatine is a name that they're necessarily, because he's just the, I don't know. I'm wondering if she even recognizes as a small child what that name means. She's born. Well, I mean, if they were trying to hide her from Palpatine, then they could even adopted a they different might, yeah, they might have surname. Different it's like, oh, but like again, you still probably you would still probably know at that age the is names of your parents actually, or something. You know what's interesting is if we're gonna play this theory that she did know and that she may have even known that that was her surname, that because it's interesting if she remembers her parents at all, if she remembers she had them that she doesn't know what her other name is. Cause that's yeah. something they play on the whole three movies is that she doesn't know her last name. That that's maybe something she purposely forgot that she hid and she couldn't, she was little enough. Wait a minute. If her father <laughs> is Palpatine's son uh-huh. and is force sensitive based on star Wars lineage, yep. did he mind wipe her? He might've, that makes Which more sense is than anything. A questionable decision. It is. Ethically. But. He's trying to protect her. And that's why he, she remembers so much about everything else. 
besides the identity of her parents is because yeah because she remembers them leaving but he, she doesn't remember their faces uh-huh. or anything the name why they left i don't know that that's an and interesting idea that, like alternate story that she's told herself that they left and they were going to come back for her or yeah. that they were junk that they were drunks or drunk traders or whatever and whatever it is that ben says at the end of tlj that he calls them they were nothing they were junk traders and they traded you for drinking money something like that and whatever that narrative is in rise of skywalker he says something like i've been inside your head i know you know more than than you let on and that's how that's where he got the they're drunks they left you for drinking money he got that from the memory that she has, she has that her dad not not like there. a force vision or something that he he got that from her because it was put there by palpatine's son i don't know I think that's very interesting. It, I like it makes that. it makes sense. I, I like it. Um, I'll check that off as a question answered in head cannon. Cool. Um, <laughs> this is another dumb one, but I want I want to know. I need to see the closed captioned version of this movie where it tells me what are Palpatine's people chanting at the end. Oh yeah, because it is. I I can't. I don't it's know what they're speaking. In it's a, yeah, but I want to know like what the translation is. Like, is this like? You are the chosen one. Are you mm-hmm. like I don't know? It's it is some chant they are well familiar with. Yeah. Um. Um. Who are they? That's another big question. <laughs> are they really there? I was. That's my big question. I don't my, think they're really there. My my head canon is that they're all Darth Jar Jars. And <laughs> yes, that's what I want. That's okay. Yep, that's question answered. That's uh, I, I was like that. Like that would just be like I need somebody to make like, a fan edit. Like you know when this movie comes out on like DVD where it's like you know you do that and there's like a close up of one of them and one of them just unveils and it's. Dark Jar like, oh my gosh. Because that'd just be so dumb. It wouldn't make any sense, but it would have it would have made me laugh. Probably not in a good way, but <laughs> it's a it's a funny thought. That's a good headcanon. Um yeah, I mean there's a lot of questions about Palpatine that I didn't really down. Like, how do you get this fleet? How how are these yeah. things already staffed? Where have these people been living I do for think years? Our, um, oh, what's his name? The Admiral guy. Oh, Pride. We didn't talk about him. Yeah. Or Hux. I yeah, I was gonna say we have to get to Hux before we're done. Um yeah, Admiral Pride. It sounds like he's just been around. I'm guessing he's like filtering off resources, him and Snoke. That's what it seems like. That's That feels like an easy answer to me. Yeah. He, um, he says, I've served you in the wars before. I'll serve you now or something. Yeah. Although I wish we'd seen that. One. Okay. Well, once again, this is a we <laughs> planned things out. Yeah. That's how Star Wars works. We, I wish we'd seen Pride. Even just had him get a line or two that it's obvious you're a person I should be watching. Right. Earlier. But I don't need that. It's fine. Um, Hux. Hux. Traitor. <laughs> And dead. And dead. Because I want characters to have fulfilling endings, I'm a little sad that he just gets shot and he's dead. It but was it's funny. also kind of funny. It was a funny moment. I laughed. Um, I also laughed at the reveal that he was a traitor because he's like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Poe's like, I knew it. Was like, no, you didn't. Uh, it, there's a lot of great exchanges in there. Uh, I, I, I wish maybe there was a little more <laughs> yeah, I agree behind why he did this other than, I don't care if you win. I just want Kylo to lose. I'm like, um, I kind of think that's a good motivation. Sure. Because I don't think Hux is a terribly, uh, well balanced person or uh, capable. I think he's, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think he's that smart. (laughs) I guess that's what I'm saying. I just think that because in our backstory for Hux, he's Brendel Hux was an Imperial, um, admiral general something yeah and i think yeah and hux's he, dad worked with pride or something according yeah, to canon yeah. yeah and hux poisons his father and that's how hux gets his job and moves his way up the ranks and whatever but it sounds like he's really ambitious 
but he's broken. Like there's something wrong yeah. mentally because he's only got this one thing. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, his interactions with Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren is in his way. And that's the thing that takes over. Instead of his ambition, it's I hate Kylo Ren. <laughs> I think that he gets twisted up somehow along the way. And that's all that happens. So I, I, found, I found that a very compelling um, motivation for yeah. Hux, actually. Is I just want Kylo Ren to lose. That's fair. And then he gets shot, which, yeah, is kind of hysterical. Yeah, it, it was funny. Um, those are the only questions that I had written down that we have not already gone through, mm-hmm. um, which just kind of brings us to the ending, the future of Star yeah. Wars. Um, I don't think there's anything else we can talk about with the final battle necessarily, but no. just we get Rey going to Tatooine, not to live there by my mm-hmm. reading. Other people have said she's going to, to live in that, that place. Like, that seems it's weird. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, but about that moment, Ray on her little sled. Yeah, oh, so good. I, what a sweet callback to yeah. the original, her first moments. And she's got a smile on her face. Like it's she's her so simpler good. times. And she's not, she's still that little, that girl. Almost. Yeah. She's, she's grown up obviously so much in this time. And so much has happened to her. But it's nice to see her like have a moment of like, just kind of joy and yeah, fun. Yeah, she's just happy. After couple years of mm-hmm. tough life yeah. um I thought that was so sweet. yeah she's there tattooing she's with bb8 and the mm-hmm. falcon mm-hmm. i don't know if the falcon is hers necessarily i'd be okay if that is the case um or if it's just so. with the resistance or whatever um bb8 i don't know maybe she's mm-hmm. adopted bb8 now and poe gets r2 i don't know how that yeah. works or if that's the case there's on an adventure um but she has her own lightsaber and it's uh, yellow. It's amazing. It's so cool. Um, so neat. I wish there was a little more space on the bottom of the screen so I could see if I it's double. I want it to be a staff. Well, it's made from her staff. I know, but I want it, like, I want it to be a saber staff. I want it to be both ends, like the dual bladed. Oh, I think it meant like it's yeah, sorry, a saber and that then it could like extend to a staff. I'm like, that's interesting. No, I don't sorry, think we've ever seen that, that before. A little sleep deprived. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I want to say, I mean, we, we can't tell for sure because mm-hmm. they cut it off purposefully i'm sure um but it looks like the top of her lightsaber that we see ignited has the same sort of design as what looks to be closer to the bottom so as far as i believe it's double bladed and that's cool and it's yellow yeah which apparent i don't remember the exact there is a meaning of it in terms of jedi lore but it's like your balance or like your it doesn't have to do with balance um yeah it's something like that Mm -hmm. because like because the only Guardians or somebody wielded a yellow lightsaber. The remember. only one that I'm aware of, and the internet can yell at me if I'm wrong, is Mara Jade. Um, I believe hers was yellow. I'm not sure. It's anyway, also not canon anymore. I don't care. But <laughs> there is graffiti in the um, bathroom, like purposeful Disney branded graffiti in the bathrooms at Galaxy's Edge that says Mara Jade oh, was here. No, that's that's fake. I'm sad. Don't tell me. I'm that. sorry. I wanted to know. Well, because I only know that because we wrote an article about it, and then oh. it was like, "Oh no, that's fake." I was like, "I'm oh, so upset." That's, I loved that. Yeah, it was a bummer. Well, someone go make it real, Disney. Because then I was need. like, "Oh, they put this in right before T- right before the Rise Skywalker." She's we, in this movie. We did have this conversation already, didn't we? Where we talked about the we she talked about if she's in this. Yeah, yeah she was going to be because. In. Uh, I think for Carrie Russell's character, maybe it was Janice's character. One of the character descriptions ah. had the like the casting name as Mara Jade. And so it's like, Hmm. I, that was a red flag to me. Like okay, Disney, especially Star Wars, never that forth for yeah, no. that forward about who the identity are. of a character is. Um, but I was like, but they could at least borrow elements from that character and they didn't. But, okay. Well, oh, well, anyway, 
She's got a she's got a lightsaber, double sided. It's very cool. I want to see Daisy Ridley wield it Mm -hmm. at some point in the future. Please, Disney. (laughs) Yeah. So, what's the deal with? Do we get to see Ray and Poe and Finn in future content? I what I had heard, and I'm not nearly as deep into it as you are, is that they were sort of going to be done. They all seem done. Yeah. Specifically, Oscar Isaac, I think not getting Finn Poe. Um, he was, was is a very big disappointment to him. Yeah. And if if you're if we're head canoning this movie, I think it's plausible. You cannot convince me that when they embrace at the end and the camera cuts away and then goes like two shots later, I think to the lesbian kiss, mm-hmm. uh, that lasts for like a half a second or something. Mm-hmm. But it's um, there. It's there. It's fine. Whatever. Um, you can't convince me that they didn't kiss off screen. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> That's I, the head cannon. I will take it. Um, I don't know. And one of the things I've been saying to people this week is I loved this movie. I think it, you know, closed a lot of things, but it also opened up so much fun for those of us who like do headcanon fan fiction, who like explore the universe on our own. Great. Ben is dead. Not in the headcanons, not in fan fiction. People are going to keep writing stuff and we get to explore what happens if he doesn't die. And same with Finn and Poe and even Carrie Russell's character. I think there's going to be some fun things that people write about her and explore that. And that's one of the fun things. So. I think they opened up lots of cool stories for us. But yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I think both Boyega and Isaac have said no to like, we don't want to be on Disney plus shows. Okay. Makes sense. Fine. Yeah. I don't, I have no reasonably that Daisy Ridley would be the one to then say, yes, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. Um, it would be hard to do a show for her without the other two. Right. And it's, we've already gotten so much of her story already. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to use her again, you do it for like episode 10, mm-hmm. which if it happens, I, I don't know. Uh, it'll probably happen space. at some point. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's star Wars. It's hard to say. We'll, you know, we'll never see these characters again on the big screen played by these characters. Cause uh, played by these actors. Cause mm-hmm. that seems just so unlikely. I mean, we got mm-hmm. the original trilogy cast back after all these years. Yeah. So I think at some point, some way, um, you know, we'll get to see Ray, Poe, and Finn again. Mm-hmm. Um, in what context? I don't know. But I think I think we'll see them again in, yeah. I don't know if you call it episode 10 or whatever, yeah. um, but in the start of a new saga. So, that, I mean, that'd be cool. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see these characters back again mm-hmm. and continue on their own story, now freed of, there's no original trilogy yeah. people around anymore, except for, like, you know, Chewie and 3PO and R2 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Palpatine's gone. You can't yeah. bring him back again. So like we are as far away as we can get from everything that's come before. Yeah. So it's time to go new do and go off in different adventures and uh, do it that way. So yeah, I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd say yes, we'll see them again at some point. So. Um, Luke and Leia's lightsabers buried mm-hmm. at the home of the Skywalkers. Interesting. Makes sense. I hope they stay there. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see them be like found by like some other random farm boy of Tatooine and be like, <laughs> no, I'm a Jedi. I'm like, oh gosh, hmm. we're at it again. <laughs> I like seeing them put to rest there in that we buried, um, we buried Shmi there, you know? Yeah. Like we're really closing out Shmi and then her, what is that? Her grandchildren and great grandchild. Yeah. I don't know. I liked that. Yep. Um, we also have a loose end of Kylo's lightsabers now just floating on the ocean moon. Cool. Somebody could go diving and find it, I guess. <laughs> Take up becoming a dark side user. I don't know. Or go light side and use a red lightsaber, which I don't know if you can or has been done, but you, I guess you could theoretically do Something that. we could debate, yeah. Um, 
but I guess I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone at this for the runtime of the movie. So, <laughs> um, yeah, your two and a half hour prediction, pretty much right on the money. Um, <laughs> in, ter- in terms of what comes next, yeah, we're both, we both want to see yeah. these characters again at some point. Give us a few years, though. Yeah, um, breathing room. I want to see new characters, new trilogies, mm-hmm. new franchises, whatever, Tell old stories first, and, new stories. Um, and get away from what we know. Yeah. Give me, I think there's a lot of setup here for KOTOR stuff mm-hmm. with Exegol, with the reference of Dyad happening generations yeah. ago. Go way to the, I, go I think so far back. super prequel stuff about like the beginning of the Jedi and all of that would be so cool. It'd be great. I'd love to see, I'd love to see that. Uh, it'd be very cool. I'd, or if you want to go off and be like, this takes place in roughly the same time period, but now we're off in the unknown regions or a yeah. different region and it's just totally disconnected. Yeah. I would love to see Ryan Johnson do something like that and, you know. There's been conversations for years about X-Wing shows or an X-Wing movie. <sighs> that is one thing I want so bad. Like a Rogue Squadron movie. Yes. Ryan direction, Ryan Johnson directing a Rogue Squadron movie, I think, is my ideal situation for whatever these films are down in 2022 and I don't Whatever yeah I don't think he is doing the 2022 movie I think supposedly they've already have uh found a director for that movie and they just haven't announced it yet we're gonna get that announcement in early 2020 mm-hmm. All right. we'll see um but something down in that range you know yeah yeah I want to see I want to see a different genre of Star Wars that we mm-hmm. haven't seen before I don't want to see just another coming of age story for a Jedi. What I want I don't is want to see. what Ant-Man did for Marvel movies. Of like we got a like super random heist yeah. film, but it was just in the Marvel universe. Uh-huh. Like give us something like that. Yeah, I want like, you know, Mandalorian is I think doing mm-hmm. a really good job of just doing this different sort of storytelling in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Give me something else. Mm-hmm. Um on the big screen. So. Yeah. I think that's it. Yep. I don't have it. anything else. We're at it. Almost two and a half hours. (laughs) The final episode of Friends and Film is here. Thank you for everybody who has uh, listened. Thank you, Amanda, for coming by. Uh, Even though Josh could not be here, I want to thank him again for doing this with me for the last four years. Um, Thank my brother-in-law, David Johnson, for (laughs) the theme song for Friends and Film, um, which has been put to great use over the last four years. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Yeah. Thanks for all of your thoughts over the last four years. It's been a really good time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, you never know what will happen in the future. I don't know if we'll be podcast too long, but uh, at least for now, Friends of Film, as you know, it has come to an end. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you later. Bye.